Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, RTUers. Uh, just want to let you know that next week on December the 4th, on Tuesday night, we are going to be doing a live remote from Blue Haven in New York City on Houston and Thompson at 8 p.m. Uh, so please come on down. Come see us. Uh, it's going to be great. Hopefully we'll have Joe Caparosa from TurnOnTheJets.com with us. As a guest, uh, you're welcome to come down, have a couple of beers, say hello. Uh, we'll be doing the show live from there and simulcasting it in the back of the bar. Uh, it's going to be a great time. So go to www.bluehavennyc.com for details on that or www.rtusports for details on our next live remote next Tuesday, 8 p.m. at Blue Haven in New York City. <laughs> Day, November the 27th, 2012. It is 9.30 p.m. It is time for another Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Hello there. Welcome to the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Pietro. Coming to you live from Bayside, New York, Comac, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. Mayor Patterson, or Governor Patterson, New Jersey. I miss that. That's one of the few things that I actually like that uh what's his name does gal not a huge i you can't sell me on fred armerson i don't know why why are you are you by oh i'm sorry uh the co-host of the program uh brian calvi mr calneva calpino caliente welcome to episode Hell. three three dot mike cameron uh 44 that's right 44 three dot john riggins Three dot Reggie Jackson. Three dot Reginald Jackson. Three dot. Uh, <laughs> Are we gonna just use? We're gonna just dump every every like, little sound clip it's we like have. Doctor Erasmus is unavailable. <laughs> he took the bag bag of clips and just shook it up. Or you he can't. bumped into it and they all fell all over the. Place. <laughs> hey. He is Chandler. I think you're trying to. I think he's hinting that maybe we should bring him in. Could Cal be more Chandler-like? <laughs> uh, way to sub-reference to 1997, Steve. Um, 97. Was it even still in the air in 97? Yeah, it's like 94. <laughs> it's 94. Um, I, I'm not buying on Fred Armisen, by the way. Just you're not buying on Fred Armisen. I'm trying so hard. He's very nichey. Watch the Portlandia. Don't care for him on Saturday Live. Never have. He does some. He does some good stuff. You know where I like uh, Armisen the most as uh, 
What's his name? Uh, Tito. Anchorman. And Anchorman. <laughs> Mr. Burgundy. <laughs> if you bring you me cat, jazz flute. If you bring me cat poop, I will eat it. <laughs> I will not bring you cat poop. Uh, but other than I, I watched Portlandia the other day. Not bad, but mm. yeah, it's it's an acquired taste, I think. I guess. Acquired uh, yet? I have not acquired it yet. Welcome to yet. to the show, Cal. You would think that we don't have a lot to talk about. The Jets are four and seven and miserable, and uh, played an awful game on Thanksgiving night. But that's over. Their season's over. Uh, the Giants are rolling. So you know what's to talk about there? Although a big matchup with the Redskins this week, which I'm I for one am excited about. I, I may sneak in even a little college football, Cal. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I watched I watched some college football on Saturday. I didn't think we did and that, I re- uh, but I really enjoyed it. I watched right, well, I watched the ND USC game for the most. Look, part. I watched some of the Ohio State Michigan game. I'll I'll listen to what you have to say about it, and then we'll move on. <laughs> we also have to talk about. Uh, the Mets and David Wright and Wright said Fred said. I'm loving that, by the way. I'm having a party with that. Wright said Fred said? Wright said Fred said. Right. Get it? Wright said Fred. And then Will Pond and David, you got it. Yes, I got it. You're okay. Again, another early 90s reference, right? Yes. <laughs> Obscure, by the way. Ah, At least friends with somewhere in the pop culture vernacular. A little bit Wright said Fred, no, not so much. Right, said Fred, is I'm so sexy. I'm too sexy. I'm too sexy. Wow. The twins. They were they were bald, musclehead twins. Yes. <laughs> Which how could that miss? Like they walked into the record producer's office, like we have got a hit. This is perfect. Actually, I don't believe they were even twins. I think they just looked <laughs> remarkably alike. <laughs> nothing, could be wrong. nothing like it. They walked into uh, Virgin Atlantic over there. Perfect. Over Richard Branson. This is going to absolutely kill. This is what we need. Do we know that they were British, too? Yeah, absolutely. They had to be. Sorry. I'm I'm not accepting any other nationality. I feel like they might have just pretended to be British. (laughs) This is all part of the gimmick. Can you guys work out a bit more? Can you be a little more buff? Maybe shave your head a little closer? Boy. No, I don't don't feel these uh, homosexual overtones at all. By the way, do you like the way I mixed four different British accents? Yes, it was it's, di- it's different dialects. Right, this is, that's, that's like doing a Southerner, a Brooklynite, a guy from California, and a Texan all at once. By it's, the way. it's very nuanced. <laughs> Terrible. Let's bring him in. He's uh, he's he's busting. He's, he's he's I can see him over there. We need his music now. Let me play his music. Let's welcome to the program the third wheel, the third man in. The five for fighting. Bishop. Pop culture PJ. Bishop. Hey, hey. Have you uh hey. have, you, have, you, have you recovered from the uh the culinary cook off that is Thanksgiving at the Cachopo household? Let me tell you what I do now. <laughs> I I do I do shots of apple cider vinegar. And, what, like and on a I, bet? No, as a daily regimen. Oh, that's right. You would put something on Facebook about this. What is this now? What What is this now? Well, you know me and the, the number of pills I already take. Yes, it's quite an expansive list. Yeah, I, I, I was raised... Be, there's got to be some banned substances on there, without a doubt. 
No, no, it's all clean. It's all good. I but I was I was raised by a woman who was very into uh vitamins. You would think I would have more of a beautiful body being raised by someone who professed to be a health nut, when in fact I'm sort of shaped like Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. <laughs> you would think. You would think. Uh but the morning routine involves, you know, in addition to my, you know, my, my high blood pressure pills, which we won't even get into. Right. Uh, and your, there's, and there's, your calisthenics, your extensive calisthenics routine. It's a light routine. It's light. <laughs> Let's not sell that one too hard. Is there another kind of calisthenics that you're doing other than light? You know, <laughs> what's the over-under on me breaking a sweat? Mm. Mm, four <laughs> minutes. <laughs> or or never or quitting before we get there. Yeah, you break there's, the sweat saying calisthenics. There's vitamin C. There's vitamin D. There's fish oils. Oh man, this is this is all in the apple cider vinegar. No, this is just this is just in, this is before I got there. This is before I started it. Um, then there was then I added uh, digestive enzymes. There was sure, probiotics. Sure. You, probiotics. You take the probiotics. Sure. The acidophilus. Uh. Um, the Greek god of uh, it's, it's the Greek god of vitamins and and hokey uh, hokey medicine. Yes, and now we're reading from the wasn't book that of wait wasn't that wasn't that John Stamos's last name on Full House? <laughs> it's not biblical to me. Wasn't he Jesse Acidophilopoulos? That's right, Jesse Acidophilus. Uh, Jesse Acidophilus. <laughs> it's not a mountain you climb. Sing in Kokomo. <laughs> Mount Acidophilus. <laughs> I take, uh, okay. I take so you, the green so superfood, which is which is that you know green powder that you pour into water and it tastes awful, wow, and man. I offset that with the red superfood, which doesn't taste so bad. And then I started taking collagen powder, and now your I'm lips, taking for your lips. <laughs> you have been very pouty lately. <laughs> Thank you. I, I apply it directly to the lips. I noticed you have a new look. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. That sort of disinterested pout is really working out well for you. You know, growing up, I watched a lot of Meg Ryan movies. Speaking of lips, oh, man, come on. <laughs> I was always, always jealous of her pout. <laughs> what did you do? Why would you do that? She was mishandled. There's no way There's no way around it. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. But wait a minute. Where does the apple cider vinegar fit into all of this? That was, well, that was the preamble. I was just saying this shouldn't surprise you if you oh, knew wait, that, that I did all, all. I did all these things. Sure. And then I, Not all at once, though, right? This was a lifetime of these things leading up to now. This is all done every day before 10 a.m. All that whole list I just gave you is all ingested by 10 a.m. What? Who has that kind of time? It's kind of all I do. <laughs> you do work nights, in fairness. Yes, yes, this is what I'm saying. And now you've added apple cider vinegar to this. Apple cider vinegar. You drink it straight in in uh, a little shot glass, <laughs> and uh, it's good. It's great. What does it I taste say, like? I can't. It tastes like vinegar, sir. Okay. <laughs> It's not apple cider. No, 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 no. There's nothing, you know, warm. Unfortunately, no. 
I suppose no. more people would be on board with it if it tasted like the first part of that concoction. Right. Well, also, it's raw apple cider vinegar. It's act, it's actually the stage right before it becomes vinegar. Is this even street legal? Um, I mean, are you? Do you have to like get this from a guy? Yeah, you can't buy it at most supermarkets. You can buy it at uh, health food stores. At the corner of Worcester and Fourteenth. Yeah, you, have, you ask for the raw apple cider vinegar, and it has to contain this ingredient. And it's really called this. You have to ask for the vinegar with the mother in it. Oh come on! Quick, I need on. no seriously. It's, it's true. I need the vinegar with the mother. Come on. And they'll. And then they sell it to you, and it's a little, you know, on the bottom. It's a little uh, sort of undigested on the bottom there, you know. So you got to shake it up all the time because there's kind of like an apple sediment in it. And then you do a shot of it, and you feel awesome. Do you do a shot like as if you're in the old west? By the way, like, can you do that? Can you, like, can I put on like a cowboy hat? Like, dress it up. I got to do this every day. Like, let me have some fun with it. Yeah, I'm generally wearing, you know, flannel when I do it. But you right. could, you could expand I wanna... into that. <laughs> Go chaps, cowboy hat, belly up to the bar, shoot it down. I started doing it because it's a remedy for the GERD, the G-E-R-D. Right. A little bit of the reflux going on over here, not too Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, this has been educational. <laughs> you asked, yeah. what am I doing in the, in the wake of the holiday? This is what I'm doing. You're on how apple many, cider vinegar. How many times a day do you take it? On a normal day, just once in the morning, but sometimes I'll do another one at night if I'm feeling like, a little Like dirty. a shot? A shot. Like either two that tablespoons or, in a glass. I think I'd either go cowboy or, like, on other days I'd blast the music. Like, blast, like, y'all ready for this? Like in the, right. And I'd pretend I'm at a bar. That's I'd be right. like, we're, we're doing shots! <laughs> and then I'd, like, go into the kitchen. Pour a couple. Hopefully I was that cool. Poor couple for like the kids, poor couple for Danny and Lily. I'd be like, we're doing shots, let's go, line them up, let's go. Danny, what's your name? You come here a lot? You gotta try it, it's got the mother in it. You gotta try it, it's got mother in it. Yeah, my mom's name is Angela too. Awesome. We should make out. I'm pathetic. Uh, <laughs> this stuff, it really, I'm, you know, I'm just reading up on this right now. This is what we look up. We're going to talk about a little research for me. Right? This stuff is amazing. This is like a miracle concoction. Yeah. Can I've, you say I've, that again, yes. at Michael McDonald, please, Cal? I'm sort of, I'm sort of here to profess to you that this stuff has changed my life. Do you know that, that you can, you know, you could use it as a rinse in your hair after well, shampooing. Well, now it's also a solvent. Yes. All right. It removes stains from teeth. That's uh, it eliminates discomfort discomfort from sunburn. Mm-hmm. It's an aftershave. But it's got to be the raw stuff, right? It's got to be, yeah, it's got to be the, the, it's the, the raw stuff. stuff with mother. It's got to it be the mother aids, stuff. It aids in weight loss. Well, no evidence of that. <laughs> I can attest to the fact that may be an exaggeration. Yeah. I want well, you know what? I'm Bishop GNC, I'm a, by the way. That's my new name. Bishop, Bishop GNC, the curmudgeon pop culture PJ. <laughs> Hi there. 
This is PJ Cachopo from RTU for apple cider vinegar. Do you have GERD? Do you have the GERD? You 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 definitely need to put together a uh, you doing a a, a commercial arena. Sure, I'm saying there was a bottle of Braggs, right? Right, and you have to take a Cachopo for Braggs with the mother. You have to sound like for digestion, dry skin. You absolutely have to sound like Larry King. That's all that's acceptable. <laughs> PJ Cachopo here from RTU. This stuff works. I've been drinking <laughs> it for two weeks. Uh, my hair has a sheen you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and I'm no slouch with the ladies, let me tell you. <laughs> and there's been no complaints in the bedroom. Do <laughs> <laughs> you see one movie this year? Make sure it's flight. <laughs> well, I, you know, I made my wife drink it, too. A little bit. What do you mean you made her? <laughs> I said, honey, shot. you got to try this. You should try this. Try this. Try this. Try this. And well, so, she, actually, she was the one who convinced me to do it as a shot. Cause I was it wasn't under it duress or self. anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> For sure. No. Okay. No. No. Now there's roofies in your side <laughs> of vinegar. No. Honey, honey, drink this. You're going to trip the light fantastic. <laughs> we're doing shots. Tina, come on, we're doing shots. What's your name? <laughs> Do you need to spice up your marriage? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm on it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm in. I, I, I think I might. <laughs> I, I, have to ask, I have to ask for Chico and make sure it has the mother. Right. You need the mother. Under the bridge, right. I'll That's see Anthony right. Kiedis there. Make yeah. sure you're in a sure. health food store before you ask for the mother. <laughs> Just, right. Please. Don't do that at your CVS. You're going to stop no, and play stop. Play it safe, guys. Go well. <laughs> That's right. Do you have the apple cider vinegar with the mother? <laughs> I have to say it's super creepy, too. Okay, let's talk about, let's talk about sports. Have right. a good day, guys. Well, we'll see you for the fun load and stuff, right? Don't be crazy, Pants. What do you mean? You you said you had a fun load about the holidays and your holiday expertise. Can't I go? Well, you can go now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course I'll be back. We're doing shots. That's right. <laughs> Repels, please. 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 That's I mean, this the, thing does that's, everything. That's the closing tag in PJ's commercial. <laughs> Don't forget, it repels flee. All right, uh, before we get to the big unload, let's do a quick spot for Blue Haven. Blue Haven NYC, www.bluehavennyc.com. They are our sponsor. This episode is proudly sponsored by Blue Haven. You know, I talked to Megan earlier today, Cal, just to ask her if they had... You know, some specials going, and they have their specials going there. Watch all the games. Saturday, obviously college football, not for a little while. Uh, but uh, the Sunday games, big Giants game on Monday night, this coming Monday night. They have the 80-ounce uh, Coors Light Towers and stuff like that. All the food is great. All that stuff. I said to her that we were having a guest, hopefully for next week's show. We're doing a live remote next Tuesday night there at 8 o'clock. And hopefully we're going to have Joe Caparosa from TurnOnTheJets.com in. And I said, we're going to have a guest. We're really excited for next week. You know, we're inviting people down. And she said, <laughs> she was like kidding around. She's like, who's the guest? Your mother? I just totally joking. Like, your mom? You're going to have your mom on the show. And I started cracking up <laughs> just thinking of my mother 
if she as, was the guest. Right, if she was the guest. But like, so I said, you know, my mom would be awesome. She'd want to cook, you know, for all, for all the podcast people. Should I make something for the podcast people? I should make something. And then Megan suggested that we should have my mom interview. Like, if we ever get an athlete, we should have my mom do the interview. I like that idea. <laughs> the typical Italian, like, my mom is straight from Central Casting. The typical oh, yeah. Brooklyn, Long Island, Italian mother who's been living in Florida for too long. Straight from Central Casting. And uh, the interview would be magnificent. Have you eaten? You look like two cents worth of God help us. Please. She smokes two packs a day. She sounds like B. Author. It'd be magnificent. Anyway, Blue Haven, Cal, next week. Live. It'd be awesome. Are you pumped? You look pumped. I'm excited. We're doing shots of... (laughs) Doing shots of apple cider vinegar with the mother. It's going to be nuts. You know what I like? I like being in the city uh, at Christmas time. Yeah, for sure. So it'll be it'll be cool hanging out next week. Yep. If you're in the New York area, please do come down and see us uh, on the corner of Houston and Thompson. Go to www.bluehavennyc for details or www.rtusports.com for details. And we will have t-shirts soon too, Cal. Yes, we will. Our t-shirt printer got wiped out by the storm. Boy, oh boy. Had the design ready, all ready to go, and, and the guys at Barclay Tees. And, uh, we feel for them out there, Mike. So we're going to get the tees made, t-shirts made. But anyway, come check us out. All right. So, boy, we got the whole song in. That was a three-minute promo. Well, we're doing a live show. We're going to be there next week. So We're going to be there next week. And that music, of course, was from the film Fat that our buddy Mark Finney is directed. Uh, he's editing it. It's really coming well. The uh, motion picture Fat, F-A-T. That's a song called When I'm With You. All local bands from the Boston area. Uh, great stuff. Go to Fat Movie. Uh, search Fat Movie on Facebook. Okay. The Big Unload. I don't know why a dialect was necessary for that. but What was that? Like Jamaican? Yeah. Suddenly I'm uh, in, in a Star Wars uh, prequel. And I've just... Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm like Lucas who's just decided, let's throw any old dialect out. Let's be insulting. What can we what can we do for the Trade Federation? Can we insult some people? Uh, like boy, a Thai Mandarin yeah, can we do like a Thai Mandarin thing? What can we do? Um so we had two choices for the big unload tonight. One was um Thank you, Peach. One was um <laughs> that's it. Why did they stop? One choice was the the Jets, and uh, of course we could talk about the debacle that was the game on Thursday night, but that's been talked about quite a bit. Um, So what we wanted to sort of shift gears to uh, was the idea of, and we're not going to make it all about this, right, Bri, but Fireman Ed, the face of the Jet fan, the self-proclaimed face of the Jet fan, um, retired. You know, he's stepping down as Fireman Ed. Um... And and this seems like a silly trifle of a story, and and uh, uh, you know uh, amidst all the other things that are going on, on with the Jets, the four and seven season, the disappointment, the circus, the Tebow, the uh, Mark Sanchez sliding into his own player's backside and fumbling the ball, uh, which is by the way, Cal, wholly unfortunate. It really is. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Unfortunate. That's the word you're going with. It is because the 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 last thing that this kid needed 
was for a play like that to happen. It really is the absolute last thing he needed. And let's face it, it was unlucky. I mean, he said it himself after the game. He said, I'm not really a big believer in luck, and that was really unlucky. But you know, he also said he, that he forgot the play. He blew the play. I know, Cal. I'm not exonerating him from his mistake. I'm just saying for it to go down, guys blow plays all the time. Quarterbacks blow plays all the time. Quarterbacks are the, are the, are the reason there's a busted play all the time, Cal. They don't often slide into their lineman's ass. Steve, I've never seen that before in my life. Oh, I have. You've seen that that particular play where the quarterback runs into the lineman's butt? No, I've seen a quarterback run the wrong play and run the wrong direction. Yeah, no, I've seen that. I have never seen like nobody has. I, that's what I'm saying that's why it's unlucky, Bry. It's un, of course it's unlucky. Thirty years of watching football, I've never seen that happen. <laughs> it just so happens to happen. To Mark Sanchez yeah, exactly. in the middle of this. That's why I'm saying it's unbelievably unfortunate. No. Okay. You're the right. Last, the, a... the last thing he needed was like a blooper reel play. Right. That will live in infamy forever. Exactly. And, 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 and it was a ridiculous play. And meanwhile, the kid's trying to do the right thing. It's a busted play. He busted the play. He went the wrong way for the handoff. So he's trying to slide into the line, not turn the ball over, not panic. And trying to just slide and get another down. You think that that's what he was trying to slide into the line? He was. He absolutely was. You think that? Uh, no, I mean, that's not in doubt. I'm not making that up. No, I don't. I don't he was he trying to slide into the line. Yes, he was trying to slide and go down. No, I mean, he even said it, Cal. He said it. You know, Rex Ryan. Anybody watching the tape said it. He was trying to slide to buy another down. Anyway. <laughs> Well, what, what about the uh, the fact that Brandon Moore got pushed back into the backfield? Yeah, but Brandon Moore is getting blown up five yards into the back. That's what I'm talking about, an unlucky play. I know. Play. Yeah. It just so happens that Brandon Moore is getting blown up five yards into the back. Anyway, ass fumble aside. Okay. Which, <laughs> and which, fourth known as. Yeah, which Jeff fans had a party naming. Had a party. Um. The firemen, and the, and the other thing we definitely got to talk about is the Giants and the Redskins. That's huge. I do want to talk about the rest of the NFL and stuff because the Giants were the huge win over the Packers. That was one of those $8 million games, Brian. If I had $8 million, I would have bet on the Giants. Really? Um, yes. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an awful matchup for the Packers. They are. They are, they are, but the Giants have played so poorly the last two weeks. Doesn't matter. That's the classic game where nobody gives them a chance to win, and they win. And and also again, it's against the Packers. If that game was against the the Saints the other night, I would take in the Saints. It's uncanny how they play up or down to whoever they play. Right. Well, and, and that's that, been a that's been a Coughlin thing yep. for seven years. They played like that. Eight. And Eight. the Saints and the Saints are a terrible matchup for the Giants. Uh, whereas the, right. the, the the Giants defense matches up so well against it's it's amazing how ordinary they make the Packers defense uh, offense look. Because they can get to the quarterback. I mean, it's that simple. They can get to the quarterback with four down linemen. That's it. It makes the Packers, they can't get into any sort of rhythm. Rodgers was scrambling on every play. He had to move out of the pocket. He was moved from any sort of pocket on every play. Receivers never get into their routes. They never get out of their breaks. They never find space. They play all sorts of zone against them and stuff like that. I mean, you know, they manhandle the receivers off the line of scrimmage and then drop them into a zone. Anyway. The fireman head thing. You and I have discussed this quite a bit. I think it speaks to a larger... And then the other thing you saw today, Kyle, was that 
video, right? Did you see that video released of the Jet fans screaming at the players coming off the field at halftime? Was that the one where the guy was dressed like a turkey? I, I think so. But they were screaming, you know, slurs and and using oh, vanity and and saying calling them garbage, 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 you're garbage. You should die. Don't come back on the field next. You know, mm-hmm. really, just again, really, it's not that they don't have the right to do that, or the players should be overly sensitive to it. It's that there are like ten year old kids standing next to these guys. So the fireman Ed thing is a symptom of a larger problem. Now, you tell me about this this Bills um, fan that wrote on the Turn on the Jets, because I didn't get a chance to read it. So, every now and then, Joe Caparoso has, you know, guys from other markets write about their team or contribute to, to his site, and he had a guy, and, and I don't remember the name off the top of my head, I, I could look it up, um, guy wrote for the blog today, it was an article He's a Bills fan, and it was basically an article about what Jet fans, right, the way Jet fans are reacting to this team, what they look like to a fan of an outside team. So we're all in New York, and and we're Jet fans, so we're with them, or we're Giant fans, and we hate the Jets, or whatever it is, but we're all very close to, to the situation. We don't necessarily get the perspective of somebody from outside the market gets when they look at, at us. And one of the key points that he had was you as a Jet fan are embarrassed by your team and you think your team is a joke. And he says, well, the, here's some news for you. The rest of the league doesn't share that opinion. Right. They're not looking at the Jets like you're looking at the Jets and you're, and, and you're beside yourself about them. But, you know, take a step back for a second because nobody else really – is, is talking about the Jets like that. They're making fun of them, and, and they're a bad team, but you think they're the worst team in football. Nobody else says that. It's interesting. You know? So it was, it, was, it was an interesting take on it that, that came from an outsider. Well, there was a ton of... And, and, and the thing about Fireman Ed, or the reason Fireman Ed and, his, and Ed Anzalone stepping down leads us to this is because, essentially... He's stepping down because he was getting accosted by Jet fans in his own stadium and say, in, uh, in their stadium, saying that he's on the payroll, that the only reason he's wearing a Sanchez jersey is because the front office asked him to, so he would show support for Sanchez, blah, 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 so fans wouldn't get on Sanchez as much at home. And if that's true, I mean, hey, you know me. I love a good conspiracy theory. I wouldn't put anything past Jet upper management. But the fact is, to me, you shouldn't be afraid to wear a jersey of your team in your stadium. I mean, it's an, it's enough to take abuse when you go on the road to go see a team. I mean, you can't... You, we've talked about it on the show years ago. Uh, but you've you got to be careful when you go see a football team. I've seen the Jets in seven stadiums. And you got to be careful. you be smart. There's a whole list of etiquette that goes along with that. That if you don't abide by, you're going to get in a fight. That's anywhere. Well, look at the guy in San, the, the Giants fan in Los Angeles. Right. Who was beaten within an inch of his life because Absolutely. he was a Giant fan. Right. And 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 I I think football's worse. I think football's worse. But well, fo- football just it, it, just by nature 
It, it, it's, it's a, a more it's, intense right, game. It's a violent game. It's an intense game. It's once a week, and and people are fired up. But um, what I was going to say was he shouldn't be worried about that for wearing his own jersey in his own stadium. And it sounds like the reason he stepped down is because there were going to be physical altercations, and he doesn't want to do that. And I don't blame him. I mean, I, I, I don't blame him. I think the way that he went about it was a little showy. But well, then that, every, everything he does is a little showy. I mean, that's the, that's the problem I have with him too. Is that if you if you don't want to do it anymore, just don't do it anymore. And yeah, don't just make don't do it anymore. Announcement. Just go back to your seat. You know, take you your, take your fight. Yeah, like uh, Francesca said, I thought that was a great line. He's retiring as a fan. Like, what has he got to wait five years to get into the fan hall of fame now? What does that even mean? Right. Um, and you know my history with Fireman Ed. You know, we had the season seed starting in, you know, 91 or 92, somewhere in there, and um, going to games. And I was there before he was Fireman Ed. I mean, he was a guy on his – he was like that crazy guy on his brother's shoulders going up and down the aisle on the in the section across from us. And he would lead that side of the stadium in the chant. And then somebody on the other side I, – I was even lucky enough to do it once or twice to, like, get people's attention – uh, and I let it on our side, and it was like a who was louder sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's how the chant sort of evolved. And then everybody picked up on him, and he became a story. And and you know what? Certain things I can't fault him for, Brian. If they said to him, if they said to you, you know, hey, you, we want you to stand on a platform and lead the jet chant on Monday Night Football. Uh, what am I gonna say? No. You know, but it, but it, he. It turns out he wasn't sort of like a really super educated Jet fan that you would want as the – like if he's going to go on WFAN, I want him to be a little smarter. And well, but he, he, was, he was the epitome of, of New York, though. That was the whole – Yes, that retired, was part of the retired fireman and everything. Yes, no, I get it. But away from fireman Ed. Right, and this is not really about him. No. But it's about the situation that has led him to do this. And it's about Jet fans. Well, and here's what I wanted. Here's I just um, I brought up the article. His name is Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly, the gentleman that wrote for gentleman, uh, the guy that wrote for. He for may a be a gentleman. He I'm, may he may be sloppy. We don't I'm know. sure. I'm sure he's he's a nice guy. But he he brought it. This is the this is the best line in the whole piece, and it and it really hits home. He says the only place in the world, and this this goes back to what you've been saying now for weeks. The only place in the world where people toss aside their loyalty with reckless abandon is New York City. Yep. And people, and he's absolutely right. In New York, people turn on their teams and their players in the blink of an eye. I think, yes. And I'm going to take it a step further. Jet fans. Two things drove me absolutely insane after that game on Thursday. One was their behavior... At the stadium, which I've seen for, for – Jet fans go to the Jet games for the wrong reasons. They always have. They always have. They go to drink and get drunk and act stupid. They don't go to watch a football game. I mean, we used to say it all the time. You know, they were like the Dodgers crowd, like the Los Angeles Dodgers crowd. They get there 20 minutes late. They leave 20 minutes early. And they're up in between 15 times. <clears throat> they have no idea how to watch a football game. They never did. We used to joke because our seats were on the aisle, right? My Uncle Vinny used to joke that uh, when the Jets were away and he was watching the, the game at home, he would pay somebody to walk in front of the television, walk back and forth. 
<laughs> because of people he was so used to people walking up and down the aisle during plays. They don't know how to watch a game. I go to other stadiums, Brian. I've, I've seen the Jets in Buffalo. I've seen the Jets in Cleveland in the old dog pound. I saw the Jets in Indianapolis. I saw the Jets in uh, Cincinnati. I saw the Jets in Miami twice. I saw the Jets in Tampa Bay. I've seen the Jets see all over. Even Tampa Bay. And they have a better idea how to watch a football game. Buffalo was amazing. Buffalo, I, I would love to talk to this guy because Buffalo is astounding. Yeah. The people... Went to their seats, were in their seats at a quarter to one, did not move until halftime, came back, sat to the end of the game, or stood. That's it. They, they, they were there for a football game. And that's, and, and that's the thing that he talks about. He says up in Buffalo, Joe, Jim Kelly lost four Super Bowls. Do you think they even say a word to him? The guy could, could run for the president of Buffalo. Do they have such a position? Uh, he, he could run. He could create that position. <laughs> that's correct. You know? Yeah. That, that, uh, Marv Levy, you know, all these guys. Scott Norwood, he brings up Scott Norwood. Can you, could could you even... Could there be a bigger goat in sports? In let football? me tell you, let me tell you something. All right? Could you even believe if the, if the, if Scott Norwood was a jet and that no, would have happened? You, you know what? I'm I'm going to let you have your uh, Evan Robertsonian embellishment. Because it's true. You can't even imagine. And they said they and and instead of like he, like this Kevin Kelly says, instead of going after him and, and killing him and running him out of town, they embraced him. Yep. He became like one of them. Yeah. This is I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Cubs fan today. My our buddy Craig, Chicago Craig, who's a big Cubs fan. And we were talking about the Jets and he actually sent me the video of the players cursing out or the fans cursing out the players coming into the locker room. And I, I had just said to him in the morning today that Jet fans stink. They're the worst. I said, think about the Cubs. Cub fans never turn on each other. Well. They don't turn on each other. Well. Unless your name is Barman. Yeah. Okay, one guy. One guy. But I mean, you're right. You're right. Cubs fans don't turn on each other. The Cubs are god-awful. They're still Cubs fans. They're still proud of being Cubs fans. See, that's the other thing that really bothered me that I wanted to bring up. This idea of, I'm embarrassed to be a Jet fan. Some guy tweeted, I was going to go outside and uh, have my Jet hat on, but I was afraid people would throw eggs. And Well, two things. Like the guy in Buffalo says, nobody cares. That's A, like the Bills fan says. And B, dude, there's 29 other teams. Knock yourself out. If this, it's so embarrassing to root for this franchise. I'm not saying to wave pom poms or not call out things when they're bad. Things are bad right now. This is a bad team. Changes, changes need to be made. They've made a circus out of this team without a doubt. But come on, you're a disgrace, Jeff fans. The way you act at a game is a disgrace. That's disgraceful to me. You know what's disgraceful? I, I, I think about taking my son to a game someday, and he's going to have to be 18 before I can take him. Or 16 before I can take him. I'm not taking a 10-year-old to a, a Jet game. I can't. I'm not going to expose him to that cra- that sort of vitriol. You know, you, you, you say that this it's been like this for as long as you can remember. Getting worse. Well, that was my point. It's gotten a lot worse. And I have a you know, we were talking about this earlier in the week, and I got a couple of theories on that, why it's getting worse. One of them is, ironically, 
what we do or what we're doing right now. You know, not not specifically what we do, but what what has gotten that's us. That's it, PJ. Pull the plug. That, that's it. Good night, the lights. You don't you don't want to listen to us anymore. <laughs> no, but but actually, in a way, it's why we're doing what we're doing because we're trying to provide. <laughs> Good night, everyone. It's been a great three years. Thanks. Cal pissed it away. I'd like to thank the staff. Yeah. The crew. So many people to thank. Um, no, but seriously, sports talk radio has gotten so inflammatory over the last couple of years and everything is, is attitude and everything is trying to cut somebody down and, and the whole, the general tenor of these conversations that you hear on the radio are negative. Nine out of 10 calls to to WFAN or ESPN radio, whoever you want to, Nine out of ten calls is because somebody wants to complain about something. And while in the beginning that started out as a nice outlet to vent your frustration, now it's turned into something much more than that. And I think what it does is it just it kind of inflames everybody that's listening, and it creates this kind of mob mentality that now they bring to the stadiums. To the event, and, yeah. You know? Um, and the other thing is that the ticket prices – have just gone up astronomically and people feel a little bit more of a sense of entitlement to, well, if I want to scream at you and curse you out, I can do whatever I want because I paid a lot of money for these seats. Yep. You know, and, and, and you had said this before, I understand where they're coming from, but you have to know boundaries, you know, and you have to know what, you know, be a human about it. Well, that's it. You know, we're talking about these. You know, we're talking about decency. Decency, yeah. And we're also talking about again the the level of vitriol and the the scope of it is at a point now where it's it's beyond what should be there for sport. Like it's beyond what should be there for rooting for your team. You know, it's it's at a point now where. And again, you know, uh, Jane uh, McManus uh, uh, had tweeted, you know, that that video is a disgrace because those guys, if if those uh, jeering fans saw any of those jets in a parking lot, they would either ask for an autograph, they certainly wouldn't call them garbage, and they certainly wouldn't be cursing at them. And one of the, uh, the real good uh, tweeters picked out, you'll notice how everybody gets quiet when Quentin Culpels walks by. <laughs> so like they're 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 like jeering at like the DBs and the running backs and then number ninety eight right and then number ninety eight comes walking by and everything gets really quiet. <laughs> but they would never say these things to these guys' faces. And she got she got roasted for it today. You know, oh toughen up, blah blah blah. This is New York. They make millions of dollars. I'm sure they can go home and cry in their money. And everybody missed the point. And the point was, if you look at that video, there are kids all over the place. Right. While uh, these guys are screaming, you should die. Don't even bother coming out for it. Is that really? I'm you know, not, I'm not a Pollyanna, and I'm not some. You know, I don't. I don't have. Uh, I'm not operating under a guise of naivete here or anything like that. I really don't think I am. I really don't think it's too much to ask. I'm not asking them to throw bouquets at the Jets either, coming in from halftime down thirty-five to three. That's not what I'm saying. But can you can you temper it a little bit? Considering your surroundings, 
I'll give you an ex- I, I, Cal, I've been, I'll give you a great example. I'll never forget this. I used to when when we first had the seats, I would be really loud at games, really loud. But I was a kid. I was what seventeen, eighteen, you know, nineteen. We had them all through college and stuff like that. And then when I came home from college and I could drink, we would go to the games and I would drink in the parking lot and stuff like that. And I would be loud, but I was always I always tried to be respectful. And I'll never forget. I can't remember the game. I was probably 23 or 24. And as I've told you, uh, but for the listening audience, I always used to go to the games with my brother, uh, my two uncles, who were both father figures to me. Uh, And then usually like one other person we'd bring because we had six seats. But it was usually the four of us and then the other two seats went to somebody else. Anyway, unimportant. Um, And we got a fight in those seats. Like some drunken guy challenged my Uncle Tommy to a fight. A Jet fan. Another Jet fan who was... Hmm. Uh, uh, being uh, a, a jerk a le- with his kid there, with his like twelve-year-old kid there, drunk off his ass, was being like a jerk to I can't remember who they were playing. It was like Carolina or something. We're just destroying this Carolina fan. Till we stepped in and said, "Buddy, you got to stop. You know, you got to stop what you're doing." And he took issue with that and punched Uncle Tommy. Well, that was yeah. that was the last move he ever made. Cause, but anyway, ill-advised at best. Yeah, ill-advised at best. But again, I got a fight with a Jet fan at the Jet game because we had to tell him how to behave to another fan with his twelve-year-old kid there. So well, it's bad, it, and it's bad enough when when opposing fans fight right, and get right. physical with each other, right? Which you see all the time, right? So two Jet fans are. I stood up and it was a really bad, there was a really bad call and I had just heard this <laughs> and I loved it. And I stood up and yelled, get off your knees, ref, you're blowing the game. Like really loud and the whole section heard it. And there were like, there was two kids behind me. I was maybe 19 or 20. There were two kids behind me that were, you know, maybe 12, 11. And I sat down and my uncle turned to me and he said, that's really, really funny, but that guy behind you is going to have to explain to his kid what that means. And I, and that totally changed my perspective on how I watched the game. And heckling? Yeah, totally. Like, it's one thing to boo a player. It's one thing to, you know, oh, man, this sucks, whatever. But that always stuck in the back of my mind. And it still does to this day when I go to a sporting event. Don't say anything that you wouldn't want to have to explain. You know, you wouldn't want to have a guy a guy to explain to his kid. Whether it was a word, a phrase, whatever. There's ways to express your displeasure without being an animal. And that, that always stuck with me. I never said it's a great line, too. It's a shame. Oh, you hear it at the <laughs> hockey games all the time. It's a big, uh, it's a big one at the hockey game. Yeah, but but I mean, but, but it, it, it just speaks to the lack of self control. I don't and I don't understand it. I don't understand. Well, I mean, I, I I think it has to do with a couple of things that we talked about earlier. Yeah. But I don't. I I, I can't get my head around it. You know. Dan, Dan, our buddy Dan, uh, knowing that we were going to talk about this tonight, brought up a great point that I guess they had a piece on it on Real Sports um, with Brian Gumble, and he talked a little bit about how. Or Dan was telling us on Real Sports, they talked about how 
the familial structure has sort of gone away, the nuclear family, and also people have, have gone away from maybe religion, organized religion or church and stuff like that. Not to say that you should go back to those things. But there's a feeling of wanting to belong to a group. And that's what a sporting event provides. However, it provides it in, and this is my take on it, it provides it in a ridiculously adrenaline-filled, hyped-up situation. So you're you're not going to get groupthink there. You're going to get mobthink and mob mentality. And then, you know, we're complaining about this, and then we should go to a soccer game in Europe. <laughs> or or Colombia. And, and and I hate to say it, but you can't underestimate the role that alcohol plays in it, too. Oh. It, it just fuels it. Oh, it's... Uh, it fuels it. Yeah, it can't. It can't be. I'm not gonna sit here and blame it that like this is all because of of alcohol and beer and and because people get drunk that's why this happens. I'm not blaming it on that. It don't. But it, cer- it it certainly makes it worse. Well, and also it goes back to what I was saying about why Jet fans go to a game. You know, right. jet, so many Jet fans for years would go to a game to get drunk and not to watch a football game. You especially had like the weekend warriors who are, you know, the the Jets tickets are all they have and that's their one day of the weekend to drink or whatever. So they come to the game and just get destroyed by, you know, before kickoff. You know, they're not there for a game. That's that's always been a big problem for Jets. That's why the Jets, I mean, it's one of two reasons the Jets have never had a home field advantage. The other one is they've shared a stadium since 1980. Never had a home field. Yeah. <laughs> An actual home field. But the other big one is Jet fans, uh, so many Jet fans, especially the younger ones, don't go to the game to watch the game. You know, uh, it's, it's uh, look, I'll tell you what, here's the most upsetting thing about the Fireman Ed thing, and then we can move on to David Wright. Uh, because or, it kind of, it all kind of ties in. It does tie in. But the last thing is, you know, the Jet chant was one thing that they had. It was one unique thing. They don't have their own stadium. They have to share a stupid stadium. At least it's not. So great. It's great. I love it. It's the one unique thing they had. You go to a Jet game, and Fireman Ed leads the Jet chant. It's awesome. The players love it. Players always loved it. It was unique. You go to Denver, and they do that. their cheer. You go to, you know, every stadium has one. Every team has one. You know, the Steelers with the terrible towels or whatever. You know, like every team has one. The Jet Chant was our identity, and it was cool. It was like the one thing we had that the Giants didn't. And now now they've went and ruined that. Now they've ruined that, too. This is why we can't have nice things. That and uh, our general manager is awful. There'll be be plenty of time to go back to that. Final jet note, I took a look at my first 2013 NFL mock draft yesterday. That tells you where the Jets are in the season. Oh, no kidding. Yep. How's it look? I'm not saying this young man's first name correctly, but it's one of the greatest first names I've ever seen. I think it's Bargrevious Mingo. He's an outside linebacker from LSU. No, they don't need. They don't need that time. No, of course not. Rex will coach him up. Yeah, coach him. We'll get, get another. Brian, get another defensive back. We we'll get Brian Thomas for another year. 
Oh, I hope we I hope we do have Caparoso on next week. By the way, I hope he can make it because I I don't have a bone to pick, but a great article today, very in depth uh, write up. I think it was by Rob. Um, I don't think it was Mike Donnelly, one of the writers there. Was it Chris Gross? It was Chris Gross. You're right. Thank you. Uh, who does a great job at turn on the Jets? Very. I don't know if you read that. Very expensive. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About the about the roster. About the lack of talent on the Jets roster, and uh, he left out. And and basically, it's it's also that Rex should get another year. That Rex is not the problem here. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, Rex support. Yeah, but he left out something. He left out something that his own co-writer on Turn on the Jets talked about, and that was Rex is a terrible has done a terrible job self-evaluating talent. And he's got to take a hit for that because at some point he's got to be the guy making recommendations to Mike Tannenbaum about what they have on the roster right. and telling him, no, 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 we're good at outside linebacker. I can get another year out of Calvin Pace. And you couple that with the fact that Tannenbaum is not a football guy, so he's not going to overrule him because he has no idea how to build a football team through the draft. He does what's ordered. Mm-hmm. So, but he does what he does what's ordered from above by Woody Johnson, and he does what's ordered from below with Rex Ryan. Yeah. How can you effectively be a general manager if you you have there's no chain of command? He's got to take a hit for that. I'm sorry, Rex has got to take a hit for that. The arrogance, the you know, we'll, we'll bring in Plexico Burris and Derek Mason. That'll be fine. That'll that'll make up for Edwards and Cotri. You know, or we're great with Sean Green. Sean Green can be an every down back. No, he can't. That's on you. That's on the coach. The coach has got to say to him, I want to be a ground and pound team. You've got to get me a better running back. So I think Rex needs to take a big hit hit there. All right, enough with the four and seven stupid Jets. Stupid. Stupid heads. Um, you want to do Mets or do you want to talk about the Giants and Redskins real quick? Let's talk about the Giants and Redskins real quick. I love this game. Oh, doctor. What do you love about it, Steve? The first meeting was that ridiculous game where you know RG three hits the big pass to tie, and then Victor Cruz eighty yard touchdown. I think in overtime, right? Or was it right before overtime? Don't recall. Yeah, it was like a minute ten left or something like that, and he hits yeah. an eighty yard pass to Victor Cruz, which is just ridiculous. Um, the Redskins have a little bit of that. Right before it, it didn't go to overtime. Yeah, the Redskins have a little bit of that. Um, nobody's told us yet. We're not supposed to be good. Sort of thing, uh huh. Like they have, you know, they have RG three, the rookie quarterback, who doesn't want to hear about the Giants being Super Bowl. You know, like he's got a little bit of a swagger to him. He doesn't really care that the Giants won the Super Bowl last year. He was busy, you know, lighting it up at Baylor and stuff. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I think you have a, a coach with a championship pedigree who maybe finally has some pieces in place uh, to to. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying they're a great team. I'm just saying that they have a little bit of that. Eh, you know what? Nobody told us we're supposed to be eight and eight this year, right? You know, I I, I like it. I think like, ultimately they will finish eight and eight. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know. Do they on paper though? Look, I didn't. I knew the Giants were going to win that game the other night, Bry. But I didn't. I still did not like the way Eli Manning threw the ball. No, he's, he didn't look himself. No. He looked better, but still not great. I mean, the, there were a couple of deep balls that were awful, that, you know, might as well have been punts. 
uh, he just I I still did not love the way he looked, and he's had some really bad games against the Redskins, has he not? Yeah, he struggled. I'd love to see his numbers versus the Redskins, but um, but the, Red, but the Redskins are a team that the Giants typically either you know if if the Redskins are good they play up to them if the Redskins are bad they play down to them. Yeah, no, they I mean, with them. no, that's definitely true. I mean, the Redskins have won two in a row. Um, after three straight very very difficult losses, uh, you know they lost that t- tough game to the Giants, they lost to the Steelers, and they lost to the Panthers. Um. They have the Giants, the Ravens, and the Browns, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. If they win this Giants game and get to six and six, you can't see nine and seven there. Well, here's the other thing. Oh, there's six, another thing. Oh yeah, there is Ooh, another. There's a big, the big thing. Listen, the big thing. If they beat the Giants, they're going to be a game behind the Giants. Right. Right. And. You you just read the Redskins schedule. Look at the Giants schedule. Uh, it's not easy. You mean to tell me they can't pick up another game along the way? They well, the Giants have the Redskins at the Redskins, home to the Saints, at the Falcons, at the Ravens, home to the Eagles. Wow. So you mean to tell me that the that the Redskins couldn't pick up another game in there along the way and tie them? They absolutely could. They could. Boy, is it boy is it lucky that they get the Saints at home. It's just it's just it's amazing how big this game really is on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Imagine if the Giants had lost. Yeah, but there was no wow. way they were losing that game. I'm telling you, there's no there's wow. no way. Uh, Eli, Eli Manning on the season, Cal, is uh, at a sixty point seven percent completion, right? got 2800 yards, 15 touchdowns, 11 picks. And he's at a he's got a quarterback rating of uh 84.3. That's not great. Not it's not great. Uh is he is he allowed to after two Super Bowl MVPs to have a bit of an off year? Hey, the team's still 7 and 4 and can beat anybody. I but, think that I think that's okay. And I think that I they think it are bears watching, Brian. I think it bears watching. I, really I, I, I feel the opposite. I believe that they are clearly the best team in the NFC right now. Really? Yes, I think they're better than Atlanta. Better than the Kaepernick, uh, San Francisco. Better than better. Well, they they proved that they were better than the Forty ers uh, 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 Who played that game though? Well, Alex Smith, but uh, the Giants. How many? How many? But how many points did the Giants put up on the San Francisco defense? And it's the same defense. Yes. Not very true. It is the same defense. <laughs> All right? It is. Don't right? Yell, don't yell at me. Uh, it ordered. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I just Look, got I'm my just, marching orders. I'm, I'm just, so you think they're ready for takeoff? Uh, they're ready to take flight. Wow. The Giants. They're better than the Bears. The Bears the Bears do not impress me. No, they don't. But they, I'm the Bears are the three. But the Bears are the classic team that could go out any on any look, we talked about this last week with the quarterbacks. Any Sunday they can beat a team by thirty five points or lose by thirty five points. Any team. Like I'm not convinced they that, that you know, they could go play the Bills next week and lose by thirty five points. And Jay Cutler throws six interceptions. I I I have they could beat anybody any day of the week by thirty five points and lose by thirty five points. 
the Bears. Yeah, I have a, a buddy at work who's a big Bears fan. Well, two uh, besides Craig, uh, but this other kid Brian, who's a uh, real good sports fan, and he does the. He's the kid that did broadcasting and stuff. He made it to the finals on the the fa- uh, fantasy phenom competition for FAN. He made it to the the regional final or whatever. He's good. He's a, he's he's a good kid, good sports fan, and knows his stuff. And he made a great point. He said, you know. It, he said the Jets with the offense or whatever. He said the Bears have had the same problem for 15 years. He said they haven't had an they haven't had an offensive identity in 15 years. Yeah, it's you, true. Do they, you, are they supposed to they, run? They, they've yeah. gone through offensive coordinators like one every two years. They bring in a super conservative bride. They bring in Mike Marks. They bring in Mike Tice. They bring in Michael Jackson. Like, it doesn't matter who they bring in to be offensive coordinator. They have yet to establish an identity. They go trade for Jay Cutler, but they re-sign Matt Forte. Like they've yet to establish an offensive identity. That's why on any given Sunday they'll put up 35 or 40 points, and then the next week they'll have nine sacks, and <laughs> and you know give up nine sacks and lose by 27 points. It's it's a great point because he and his point is they've never invested in the offensive line. That's the one place where you can build an identity, whether it's a passing team or a running team. Their offensive line still stinks. It's stunk for 10 years. <laughs> So it, it's it's a, I don't believe in the Bears. I do though. I still believe in the Niners because this kid, this this uh, the Kaepernick kid is just he's very exciting. He's very exciting because he can, because he can run and throw. See, he can ex- now look the, the the Canton bust of him. I thought was a little unflattering. So maybe they should send that back and rework it. Because he's played three games, two and a half. So can we can we calm down? Can we calm down? Why does it have to be that way, Brian? Why does sports have to be that way? Everybody is waiting for the next big thing, I mean, and yeah. as soon as there's a glimmer of it, people take it to the extreme. It's, it's not in every sport, though. It's not, and I'll tell well, you, it, it is in baseball. It's not. It in is baseball. in football. No. It's not. Not enough. No, did, oh, I'm sorry. Did you miss uh, Bryce Harper's Hall of Fame plaque? But, but they're wrong. Well, how are they wrong? You have a guy how are they in, wrong? in Trout who is probably the best – He's who's 20. He's a whole four months older than Bryce Harper. Right. Who is probably, from what I saw, the best player to come around since Mickey freaking Mantle. And I didn't hear boo about him. All I heard about was Bryce Harper. All right, so maybe let me amend it. In baseball, yes. they're looking for the wrong ones. Yeah, because they are they are certainly uh, throwing parades every other week. Well, Strasburg, whoever Harper. I mean, those those plaques are going to be those are nice. Well, the parade. I don't know if you saw the parade. They had their own float in the Thanksgiving parade. Who did? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Strasburg and Harper. A balloon? Was there a harp yeah, the balloon? It was a float. I think it was like the Purina uh, cat chow float bringing you Bryce Harper and Steven Strasburg. Were they singing uh, Rainbow Connection? They were singing. I think they were joined by pop sensation uh, Selena Gomez or something. Nicki Minaj. Which, by the way, the Thanksgiving parade, never, um, I mean, it's, it's as if they picked it out of a hat. It's like, okay, you're going to pick a sponsor, you're going to pick a celebrity, and you're gonna pick a song. It was like and a they, mad. It was like a Mad Libs. It was like a Mad. <laughs> it was like, 
It was like a total mad lib. It was a mad libs parade. Oh, you're right. Yeah, like, okay, I'll take Kanye West. Um, and uh, Come oh, Sail Away by Styx. And I want <laughs> Emerson Air Conditioners is the sponsor. Can we make that happen? Let's do this. It's like, ah, here's TV's Jimmy Smith with Avril Lavigne <laughs> on the Kool-Aid float. For no good reason. Right, no. And, then there's all, and then just kids waving uncomfortably. Or and like 60, hats. 65-year-old women like <laughs> who, who must be like uh, a Macy's executive's mom. Like, did you see them around the floats? Like, they're creepy. Yeah. Like, what's the 60-year-old woman doing dressed as an elf, like waving at me? Why is that happening? I have to break in here just to let you guys know that I'm laughing so hard I can't breathe. <laughs> did you see the parade? Oh, boy. Did I see it? It's still yeah. on my DVR. There was a great, and again, now I don't even remember what it was what it was for. I don't remember what, I don't remember who was singing, who the celebrity was on this float, what the product was, but there were kids playing hockey on, like, fake ice. They were actually, like, playing a hockey. Oh, it was uh, it was Canadian songstress Carly Rae Jepsen. That's who it was. She's very because good at rem- thinking, isn't she? Yeah, because I remembered it. Oh, that's right. She's Canadian, and that's why they're playing hockey. Which I was a little insulted by. Uh, be right. They were being al- Canadian. They were also drinking coffee and eating donuts. Right. And, and, and uh, stuffed moose was <laughs> waving to everybody. And three Canadian Mounties. Mounties, right. 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 I was like, a little, you know, a little bit much, you know. Maybe they could have done without the maple syrup. I yeah. got it. Okay. Canada float. Canada float. <laughs> they went. That's going to be a new thing for me, I think. They went all Canada float on it. They went all Canada. <laughs> like when, some, when something's like way too on the nose, we should just start calling it that. Uh, oh, my God. That. Did you see that last night? It was all Canada float. Like, we get it. Don't have to hammer us over the head. We got it. Canada float. <laughs> there were a couple. Yeah, there were there were a couple that were looked like uh, they took the uh, the dice from Yahtzee and uh, put, put celebrity names on it and just rolled it out. Yeah, like what was Christian Leitner doing there? No idea. He was there. <laughs> he told him he could sing. <laughs> Here's Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley from the 2000. And, and Don McLean. My goodness. Oof. Boy. That was uncomfortable. Wow. It got awkward fast. <laughs> right. Somebody that was, that that was a float for insure. That get the camera off McLean. Get him off McLean. Cut cut <laughs> camera three. Oh man. Way too close. It, there was uh the other great moment <laughs> from the parade that I saw. I think it we were flipping back between channel two and the official coverage on channel four. Um, oh, the the briefcase uh, drill team there. Oh right, right. Which which I I propose was just simply an excuse for these guys to uh, drink on the weekends with their buddies and say they're rehearsing, quote unquote. No, honey, I have to rehearse with the briefcase drill team. I felt bad because NBC cut away from that as fast as you could possibly cut <laughs> away from a, an act. Yeah, no, we rehearsed at Connolly's on Forty Seventh. It's good. We're there for about six hours. Um, did it what? feel creepy when the Sesame Street float came by this time with Elmo? Not to me. Oh, it did. Not look. to me. You know what felt creepy was how old Bob is. Yeah, Bob is, yeah. 
Him and Don McLean got to get together. Start drinking that vinegar. That's, that's a duet. That that's a, that's a float that would move very slowly. Yeah, we're clearly not in the demo for the Thanksgiving parade. I don't think. No. Um, but he there was uh, I think it was on CBS. There was a interviewer, uh, female interviewer, and then the interviewee was a Victoria's Secret model. And she was talking about like the new catalog or something or whatever. Like they're interviewing a Victoria's Secret model at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and the female interviewer was so clearly jealous. Like it was, it was really catty. Like it was about to get really catty, and she goes, or it was already really catty, and she goes, <laughs> and 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 you know they're la- they're fake laughing and stuff, and there's like a guy I can't remember who the guy was in the middle, like <laughs> okay, and she goes, the interviewer goes. And let's be honest, it takes a lot of skill to walk with that little clothing on. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of skill. And the Victoria's wow. Secret model was like, yeah, it does, okay? Yeah, yeah whatever. And then the guy in the middle was like, okay, let's cut the commercial. <laughs> we'll be back with Snoopy. Back, back to you, Jim. <laughs> I think, who's that? Is that Charlie Brown? Oh, look who's coming. It's Charlie Brown. Uh, here's... This impish character came from the mind of Charles Schultz back in the 1950s. And maybe this is the year he finally kicks that elusive football. Right. Here, here comes a float with William Shatner, <laughs> Gloria Estefan, and the who? Swiffer <laughs> uh, Wetjet presents uh, Gloria Estefan. <laughs> <laughs> and she's singing about the conga. Performer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so anyway, the Giants. <laughs> yeah. The Giants. The Giants, um, are, uh, the Giants are going to the playoffs. It's going to be a good game this week. I'm looking forward to it. I believe they're going to beat the Redskins. I, just, I, I really like watching Robert Griffin, the third play. He's fun to watch. He, man, he certainly is. There's a lot of those quarterbacks that are awfully fun to watch right now. I know, I know one that's not. Watch out! It's a watch huge, out for that rear end. It's a huge ass. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! Boy, oh boy! Uh, we're gonna talk about the Mets in a second. One more thing on the on the uh, foosball. Um, we're coming into uh, week thirteen. Uh, the classic last week of fantasy. Uh, for those of you out there, you and I both still have a shot at the playoffs, but we need help. I don't have a shot. You do too have a shot. No, I, I'm too far behind in points. You don't have a shot. I don't have a shot. A you do though. I do have a shot. I need help though. I hate that. I hate needing help. No, not, not a lot. You just I need one, hate the help. You need one team to lose. Hey, let's bring you. Why don't we break down your chances? I need to, to win. And I need one team to lose. You need to win. And I need, you one, need one team to, to lose. lose. Yeah. And this you just need to score a lot of points. Riveting podcasting. Um, well, I, I want, if people are watching, maybe we should read your lineup <laughs> off. So if people are listening right now, they can kind of root along with you. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. Okay. Nobody wants to hear about your kids or your fantasy football team. Or your kids' fantasy football team. Right. I was just going to say, I'm going to talk about Wesley picking the lineup for my fantasy football team. Oh, 
Uh, that would just make a podcast explode, apparently. Um, there are a couple of interesting matchups here, and I just want to do a real quick, like a four-minute week 13 buying or selling. Around the league? Yeah, for you. Okay? For me? Yeah. What about for you? No, I no. this is your time. Maybe I'll do it next week. Okay. I'll have the benefit of another week. <laughs> I see what you've done. Are you like, like what I've done here? Uh, hold on, let me let me bring up the standings because I I. Uh, you know what's crazy about about the NFL right now is in the NFC there are so many teams that are kind of like bunched at six and five and they're all essentially the same team. Like when you look at them, Tampa Bay and uh, the Seattle. Saints. Are, Seattle is, is six and five. Minnesota, Minnesota is six and five. Dallas is five and six. Washington's five and six. Yeah, you know, uh, the Saints are five and six. Right. So let me give you five quick teams here: buying or selling. Well, not I hate buying or selling. Just uh, do you think they're making the playoffs? How's that? You, yeah. Okay. Is that better? I hate buying and selling. It's just dopey. There's got to be something better. Yeah. Or they're something really, they really don't. Right? We're not. We're not day traders here. This is not. Come on. You buying or selling? Can I, should I do it with attitude? <laughs> Too soon. Rated, overrated, underrated. May I suggest solid? <laughs> <laughs> you just—I think you just did. That's when PJ made Here the musical suggestion. <laughs> I love that guy. Is that James Ingram? I hope so. No, it's Ashford. It is Ashford. It's Tucker Ashford. What number did Tucker Ashford wear, Cal? Eleven. Yep. Gosh, how? Why? Why would we know that? Why? Um, Okay, ready? Uh, Believe, don't believe. How about that? It's the it's the uh, Santa season. Oh, I like that. Believe, don't believe. Okay. Santa, Santa, no Santa Claus. If only we had like jingle bells to be playing in the background. Yep. If only. But we not not in the budget, my friend. That's uh, true. We are cutting costs. Are cutting costs. Uh, okay. Uh, this would be a bad time to bring up the fact there's no holiday party for uh, <laughs> the RTU staff. Bad idea. Uh, Cincinnati. Believe Santa Claus, no Santa Claus. No, it's believe or, or don't believe. I, I, I took it a step further. No, I don't like that. Is there a Santa Claus? Is there no Santa Claus for the Bengals? I believe, that, I believe in, in the Bengals. Okay, Bengals make the playoffs. Bengals will. The Bengals will make the playoffs. Okay, six and five. Okay, I promised I would do this real quick. I'm not doing it real quick. So, okay, Bengals, well, you take be- your time too. Take, take your time. Know. What's your hurry, sailor? We're not going anywhere. Uh, so, Bengals, you believe? I believe in the Bengals. I I like what I see out of them. I think Andy Dalton has got some nice weapons to throw to. He does. Including this Mohamed Sanu. Oh, so glad the Jets passed on him. Good job, everybody. They didn't didn't need him. Good job, everybody. It's not like he plays at Rutgers. You know, he played at Rutgers. It's not like he was like... Like around the corner. Yeah. It's not like you could have walked to scout him. Could have walked. Could have walked to the stadium. Could have opened up the window of your office and just looked out. Yeah. Wouldn't it cost you? You could have got right on the New Jersey Transit on the Northeast Corridor line. Went right down there. 20 minutes. Minimal seen every, seen every home game. Good job, guys. <laughs> I love that, you know, look, 
there's a lot of right now with the Jets, especially with the guys on turn on the Jets who, who are doing a fantastic job. Or uh, Steve Hunter, I believe his name is. He's uh, Sports View 33. He breaks down the Jet film. He breaks down the All 22. That's the London guy. I think his name is Steve Hunter. Um, he's great on Twitter. But you know, guys, take it easy, okay? I know you can break down film, and I know you know a lot about football. But take it easy. Okay? Otherwise, apply for a job with the Jets. <laughs> okay? Because you, you, you're great at breaking down. He broke down, you know, Hunter broke down the Sanchez interception. Exactly how Rex Ryan broke it down. Pretty much. That, you know, the, the safety baited Sanchez into making that, that throw. And Sanchez didn't do him any favors because he never looked anybody off. Okay, Belichick bait him into making that throw, blah, 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 blah. He broke the film down beautifully. But, guys, let's take it easy or apply for a job. Okay? Just calm down. It's nice. What you're doing is nice. Don't start to think you know more about football than an NFL coach. Okay? Just calm down. Sorry. Had to get that in. It was bothering me. Um, Cincinnati has uh, San Diego. On the on the North Turner Farewell Tour, <laughs> the Farewell North Tour. Okay, uh, so Cincinnati, you believe in Santa Claus? Okay. I, yeah, I do. Uh, let's go to the NFC. Uh, you've already told me what you feel about Washington. They're going to finish eight and eight. Uh, Minnesota, believe? Don't believe? I don't believe in Minnesota. Okay. Do they get to? Are they eight and eight as well? They have Green Bay this week. Huge matchup for them. Yeah, I. Who else do they play? I tend to agree with y'all. Uh, let me punch that up. Beep beep beep. Boop boop boop. Bop bop bop. Bopity boopity bopity bippity. Bippity bobbity boo. Yumasigama. I just I I just at Green Bay, home to Chicago, at St. Louis, at Houston, home to Green Bay. Yeah, that's rough. That's 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 two and three at best, which would yeah. get them to eight and eight, and they wouldn't make the playoffs. Okay. Um. I think they played over their heads early on in the season, and, and they're kind of coming back to earth. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm not a Christian Ponder uh, buyer. I, you I don't have to be. I don't. I'm not either. I'm just not. I just can't. I can't do it. Tampa Bay buying, selling. No, I mean, well, believe, don't believe. Don't. I, you know, I, 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 I believe. believe. I believe in Tampa Bay. I just. I think I might believe in other teams more that are in the mix. This is, which brings me to New Orleans. I believe in New Orleans. Wow. Even the five and six. They are at Atlanta Thursday night. Gosh, that's a nice game Thursday night. It's a very nice. Finally, we've been struggling with these Thursday night games. That's a good one. At the Giants, home to Tampa Bay. At Dallas, home to Carolina, Bry. I don't love that. Not bad. They're five and six. They got to go four and one. They have to go four and one. And and where's their one loss? Give their one loss. At the Giants, at Atlanta. Giants. At the Giants. You think they beat Atlanta Thursday night? I do. I don't. I by the way, I don't believe in Atlanta. Neither do I. Atlanta has all of the earmarks, and we'll run the tape back in January. They've got all of the earmarks of the team that dominates in the regular season and gets kicked off in their. And get picked off in their first game at home. Yeah. Again. And they're gonna have the number one seed. Good. Would they better? Because they cannot play on the road. Sorry, unless it's a dome. 
they can't play on the road. I wouldn't trust Matt Ryan. Would you trust Matt Ryan going into MetLife Stadium? Come on. Please. Please. Um, I don't trust him going into San Francisco either. He's overrated. You, oh. you never you've never liked Matt Ryan. Enough. Enough. I saw two playoff games where he played. Um, his nickname for me is Skittles. Because that's what he looks like in the playoffs. He looks like Skittles? Like like the bite-sized candies? That's correct. Or is he, is he skittish? He's skittish, but I wanted to go Skittles. Why can't I go Skittles? Okay. Start. I just, I, I've never thought of it like that, but... Well, start. He's colorful and now scattered. Is, now's the time. Start. I think you might be onto something. He's rainbow-flavored and scattered. <laughs> you know, you open up the bag of Skittles, and it's going to be all great. You know, it's been great all season. It looks so great on the shelf. It's been great all season. Then you open it up, playoff time, Skittles everywhere. Right, like you, you like you, you're struggling with the package. Struggling with the package, and then all of, you finally get it open. You finally break through, and all of the anticipation comes out, and it just goes all Skittles. over. Skittles, Skittles everywhere. The mess. Here's Tony Bennett singing, "Do you hear what I hear on the <laughs> Skittles float?" <laughs> with Mariska Haggerty, <laughs> joined by NBA Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's the best. If we can just completely add random athletes joined by, joined by 1982 batting champ Rod Carew. <laughs> Who accompanied by the gym class at PS It's Fat Albert. <laughs> and the... Oh, instant impressions. I haven't had one in a long time. Thank you. Fat Albert, well done. That's a, that's a, that's a little Canada float for me. You doing Fat Albert, but it's okay. Uh, Cal, are you buying on the? And then my last one: Are you buying on the Seahawks? Believe Santa Claus Seahawks. I don't believe in them at all. Really? No, don't. That, like ups, that upsets me that you say that. They don't like them here. I'm gonna throw one at you. They're the Jets from '09, Cal. Don't believe in them. Ooh. I don't believe in him. I, don't, I think Russell Wilson is a mirage. You so wow. You and yeah. and and the two cornerbacks that just got busted for drugs. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> got busted for drugs. Speaking of busted for drugs, uh, well, before, before we do that, my question to you oh, okay. is: Do you believe in the Indianapolis Colts? I hate you for asking me this. I know one listener of ours that does. Yes, I know. I'm not letting you off the hook, though. I want to know. Let me look at their schedule. Do you believe... I know they still have two games left with the Texans. Is that correct? That's true. They played two of the last three games against the Texans. But They're do at, you... at Detroit, home to Tennessee, at Houston, at Kansas City, home to Houston. And remember, Houston will probably have a lot locked up by the end of the season. Correct. Do you believe in the possibility of the Indianapolis Colts in the wild card round going to Denver to play Peyton Manning? To play Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Be delicious. If it happens. Right? The Broncos. Uh, you know what? I think they. I think that. Uh, 
they got to go two and three. You figure there, right? Two and three. Two and three. I I don't see why they can't go three and two. Because Houston, I I, I don't know if you Houston, can't. You don't see them winning one of those games. Give them one. Oh no, I definitely. I'm giving them two. No, no, no. Give them one of the Houston games. I'm not ready to do that. Give them one of the Houston games. Give them Kansas. I'm not City. ready to do that though. Give them Tennessee. I'm not There's giving. First of all, you're giving away games like they're, they're Skittles over here. The holiday I'm not, season. I'm not giving. No, I'm no, no. Negatory. We're not giving. We are not giving out bonuses around here this year. The <laughs> least I could do is give out games. Wait a minute. No holiday party. Now you're sticking the no bonuses. I said that I'd slide that in. Yeah, very nice. It'd Baltimore is nine and two. Houston's ten and one. They have a one game lead on the one seed. Right. Okay. New England's eight and three. Denver's eight and three. Is New England going to lose another game this year? I don't think so. Uh, probably the Super Bowl. Oh, look what you did. What? Good. They deserve that. Yeah. The, I, I I just don't think they're going to have everything wrapped up by that last game of the season. I really don't. I think they're going to okay. need that last game of the season. All right. So now let's back. Let's, let's you know, just back out of that for a minute. If you say two and three, that puts them at nine wins, right? Yes. Okay. That means those five and six teams, like the Dolphins. Um, right. The Dolphins are the only five and sixteen. Okay, can they win? Are they going to win four? Are they going to go four and one? No. Okay, so they're not going to catch the Colts. Dolphins. So that leaves Dolphins may not win another game. Okay, so that's, so what you're going to have is you're going to have three teams for two spots. You're going to have the Colts. You're going to have the Steelers. Yep. You're going to have the Bengals. Yep. Who's the team that doesn't make it? You're putting the Steelers in. I'm not. Neither am I. They're the team it's, that doesn't make it. The Bengals and the Colts. So the Colts are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Why not? I know. And and chances are... Weak schedule, great rookie quarterback, good defense that's still held over. Why not? And chances are they are going to play... And rally and rallying cry. Yeah. You know, with the, with the coach. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for this team. But let me ask you a question there, Chachi. Are, are, the, are the Denver Broncos going to lose again? I don't think they they've got a tough schedule. Is that am I right about that? They do not have a tough schedule. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but they I might not have another game. Let me pull that up for you. Let me pull that up. I don't. Uh, so they're eight and three right now. Do uh-huh. they do they lose another game? Uh, they'll probably lose another game. It, it's amazing to to think that the 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 Patriots are probably not going to get a bye this year. Yeah, that would be a shame. Just saying, it's amazing to think. I've, I don't have any sympathy for them. Right, I know, I know. You weren't being sympathetic. No. My computer's and, acting the fool. Is it playing the fool? <laughs> Some everybody, everybody plays the fool. Sometimes. Sometimes. Mofo. Uh, <laughs> they are home to Tampa Bay, <laughs> at Oakland, at Baltimore, home to Cleveland. Here's Aaron Neville mm-hmm. with Dora the Explorer singing Jingle Bells, brought to you by Michelin. <laughs> they are uh, home to Cleveland, home to Kansas City. That's There's two tough games in there. Yeah, I believe that they will. They will go, they will go three and two there. I, be, I believe, yes, I believe that the Broncos and the Patriots will not get the bye. 
Right. I think it's Houston one. Yeah, I can see that. Houston one. Houston, Baltimore, Baltimore Patriots, Broncos. Right. And then Cincinnati, Indy. Cincinnati. All right. Good job, everybody. Thanks. That's it. No need to play the rest of no the need season. To play. The Lord, Lord knows. We just, the, Lord knows with the Jets, we've seen enough. We just broke it down. Can we just skip to? Can we just skip to the draft now? Can we just uh, go right to the draft? Well, you are doing you're 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 mocking it up already. I I need to say, I need to uh to see how to spell this or say this guy's name. Bar I think it's Bargrevious. Bargrevious Mingo. If the Jets and every mock I've seen has the Jets taking this guy. Every it's Barkevious. It's week 13 of the 2012 every, season. How many mocks have you seen? 7. He's He's perfect. He's exactly what the Jets need. Sounds like a new Star Wars character. He does. He uh, thank you. He absolutely sounds like a bounty hunter. From be careful, Anakin. We're going to face Bakevius Mingo. <laughs> Either that, or he's your a feelings Sith Lord. in check. Right. He's a Sith Lord, or he's a bounty hunter from Ord Mandel. I don't know. But Bakevius Mingo, I I want him to be a Jet. First thing, make him take his helmet off. Make sure what's under there. <laughs> he's uh, he's an outside linebacker slash uh, defensive point. end. Cal <laughs> runs a runs a four four six. Okay, he's a he's a total motor guy. Uh, tons of sacks. Uh, you know, or last year he's been down. Uh, he's 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 fantastic. This kid sounds perfect. Yeah, he's he's exa- he's the pass rushing outside linebacker that they desperately need. Who is who is the uh, seventh ranked cornerback on your board? I, I haven't put together. He's such a jerk. I oh together- no, I only I only say that because that's probably who the Jets will draft. <laughs> right? Can't can't have enough. What do you need? A wide receiver? Ah, this guy's good. Hey, listen, Bri, if you're going against uh, Peyton Manning and all stuff like that and all those guys and stuff like that, you know, we knew that we have to go against uh, Tom Brady and all that stuff. So, uh, boy, Rex, she was, and all that. So, we never, you know what he says a lot? It's a weird turn of phrase. We never got to something. Or did something, or that was something we never he uses. Never a lot. Oh, son of a... <laughs> I, he is Tom. like, like uh, we never expected this to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We that. never saw this coming. We never expected to to lose like that. You know, so with with Tebow and all that stuff. You know, that was something we never thought about. You know, so we never looked at it that way. We never uh, thought of it that way and all that stuff. And then you got all that. You know, he's a big all that stuff guy. All that stuff. That stuff. Stuff like that. Yeah, so we got to do the fun load and we got to talk about David Wright. So with David Wright and the Mets and this disaster today, here's, here's what stinks about the Twitter age for off season sports. You get a day like today where clearly, oh gosh, some people just act in such a jerky manner, Bri. I don't understand. 
Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you? No, why don't you? Please, please. You you do it. You do it. I'm too. I'm too upset. Okay, I'll give you I'm, a minute to. I'm all skittles over here. Why don't you put yourself together, and I'll and I'll recap. What's going? On. Well, that's I, one of my. That's one of my favorite. By the way, one of my favorite all time. Just put what? put yourself together. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Vols, classic. Used to say that all the time. When you look at yourself, put yourself together. Gee whiz, disgraceful. All right, go on. Yeah, let me let me gather myself here. All right. So the morning started off with reports that the Mets had made David Wright an offer. Uh, finally, made David Wright an offer. Like, you know, they've been sitting around doing nothing, and they finally got around to making an offer to their best player to extend him, extend his contract. Six years, $100 million. Well, that set off a firestorm. One thing Go. to add to that, that was a Ken Rosenthal report. It was a legitimate report. and But Ken Rosenthal reported it as if the Mets had finally made an offer. It was final. And it was one that the Mets were that that David Wright was sure to turn down. Right, that's how it was reported. So it was it was headline: Mets make offer to Wright, he is sure to turn down. Then you had then you had we people were, tweeting. At, right, we were already off to LOL Mets though. We were already off. You had you had you had people work that work for MLB Network tweeting: David Wright offered six years, a hundred million from the Mets. Probably not enough. Where do you think he fits in best? What team do you think he fits in best with? Right. Where are they going to already? Forget about trading him. He, like he's not a free agent. He can't go anywhere right now. So anyway, that's how it, that's how it started, and then the back and forth, and everybody, oh, you know, Wilpons are cheap. You know, they made that offer just to just to as a show. It, you know, like they always do. They want to. They make an offer. High enough so it looks like they're serious, but they make it low enough so they know it's not going to be accepted. And so you had all of that. An overreaction city all day. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, we, we also will add to the story. We don't know from Ken Rosenthal's source where it was leaked from. We don't know if the Mets leaked that they offered him six years and $100 million or David Wright's camp. And his agents leaked that they offered him six years and a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I don't even know. Was it? Did he report it as a source close to the negotiation? Is yeah. that his source? How was his, his source? Okay. His source so now, that the Mets made him an offer, and then he he later on when I questioned one of uh, uh I questioned and as did Rich Catino questioned when the offer was made because uh, Ken Rosenthal reported that the offer was made yesterday. And I said, well, maybe Ken Rosenthal was told about it yesterday, and they made the offer two weeks ago. No, no, I was told. No, no, it's Ken Rosenthal. He stands by in his amended uh, report that it was offered yesterday. So, you know, it's Ken Rosenthal. I mean, come on. All right. Okay, go on. The next thing you know, a couple hours later, this is still the morning Mind you, we're still a, this is still morning. Tuesday morning. At uh, as the day begins, reports surface that the Mets have made David Wright a more substantial offer of at least seven years and uh, in excess of a hundred million dollars. Well, in excess. 
well in excess of $100 million. That was the next thing that you saw. So now it becomes, like I had said to you, did people just jump the gun and overreact because they couldn't wait to kill the Mets? Or was it that maybe we'd, nobody had their facts straight? So that was that part. Now that led to, the who knows if it was the same people that said the Mets are cheap, they didn't offer them enough. Now you get the Wilpons are offering too much for That's David Wright. That's right. They're crazy. Why are they offering him so much money? That goes back and forth. And then tonight, the postscript to this day. Because there's always there's, there's always got to be one. Very difficult to say. Postscript. Postscript. Tough. You got you to gotta you gotta really think about it when you say it. Yeah. You did a heck of a job. The epilogue, if you will, <laughs> is now David Wright is unhappy with the fact that details of the negotiations have leaked out. So and and that all the reports were untrue, were false. Yeah, untrue. Not true. Not so true. some of our intrepid intrepid Mets bloggers have taken that to mean he's disgusted with the contract. Others have taken it to mean the Mets leaked all of this to make it look good. They're really not going to sign him. Others have said that, look at the stupid Mets leaking this. Now David Wright's pissed and he's not going to sign with us. They ruined it. And still others have said, going back on what they had said earlier about Ken Rosenthal being the – and John Heyman – for that matter, being the utmost in journalistic integrity. Oh, maybe their sources lied to them. (laughs) I see. I see. Their sources lied to them. Because, you know, heaven forbid, Ken Rosenthal takes a lead from a source that's not true without verifying it and runs with it. Uh, Here's my take, Bri, and tell me if you agree with this. Please, because you're still of the opinion that they're going to sign him, right? Yeah, I, I, even after today's uh, ballyhoo, I really think it's much ado about nothing, and, and he, I, I think it's I think it's almost imminent that they're going to sign him. I think that Wright's agent or agents leaked the six years, hundred million dollar one to put pressure on the Wilpons, and the Wilpons leaked the seven or eight years at a $140 million one to say, no, no, David, the ball's in your court. We are offering you that much money. If you turn it down, you look like the bad guy. It's a, I'm going to quote George Costanza. I'm negotiating. To say that one side or the other is wrong here or stupid Mets, is so this is what happens when negotiations happen on Twitter. And every little tweet, like Ken Rosenthal sends Met bloggers into a tizzy, a tizzy. It's a, I mean just I, I just I, I hate to sound like Joe Beningo here, but bro, 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 come on. I mean oh the pain, bro. Like enough. Because people, again, this goes back to the whole social media era of being a sports fan. 
and everything needs to be instant. And because it had been six weeks since the end of the season, everybody, you know, everybody was entitled to get news on the negotiations. And the and at the first sniff of something, people just blew it out of proportion. And 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 also, this is again back to the idea of Met and Jet fans are very much alike. Like Met fans can't wait to turn on each other. They can't wait. Yes. You have such a divided fan base here. And and I can't believe I wind up feeling like I'm on the side of the Wilpons, who I let's you know, not I'm not gonna boil it down or, or water it let's down and be say, honest. No, no, I'm not I'm not gonna water it down. I could water it down and say I don't care for them. I I despise them owning the Mets. I despise them owning the Mets. So I'm certainly not on their side. But can we pause for a minute just because that there's a report out there doesn't mean that the Mets have automatically screwed it up. Like right. that's that's what right. gets me. That's certain the certain Met bloggers and or Met beat reporters can't like want the Mets to screw this up. They're so desperate for the Mets to screw up these negotiations. It's unbelievable. They can't wait to say they blew it. Oh, I can't! I they they just blew it. What team does that? What team negotiates from that standpoint? What team leaks this? What team? It's just like they did with Jose Ray. Dude, do you want them to be successful or not? I know you no. hate the Wilpons. No, Steve, that's the whole thing. They would rather see them fail so that their agenda is fulfilled than see their team win. Yeah, that's what that's what it's come down to. A certain Jet uh, beat or uh, Met beat reporter, who's one of our favorites, uh, Adam Rubin, uh, tweeted this today. Uh, and, and again, it's a, I know we're always talking about Twitter and stuff like that. I should really get a hobby too. But uh, I love it. it. I love Twitter. This this really drove me crazy. This really drove me crazy. Here's the tweet. I'll respectfully say this on a negative note. Bar is really low these days for the Mets if keeping own stars is not is now viewed as a great achievement. So let me is get now viewed or not viewed. Now. Okay. This was when the you know eight for one forty or seven for one forty came out. And but it, it wasn't was, seven for one forty. Whatever whatever. The, the the bigger offer. Right. And so I I responded to that. And, of course, I was not responded to. Uh, and I said, um, so for the Rays, for the Nats, for the Cincinnati Reds with Joey Votto, them keeping their own stars is a great achievement, right? But for the Mets, it's a low bar and no big deal, right? Nothing. No. And then I, and then I asked him, and he never responded, uh, from an on-the-field, building-a-team perspective, is David Wright at seven years and $140 million at age 30 a complete no-brainer? Because it's not. Because not. Sorry, it's not, I don't care what market you're in. I don't care where you are. It's not. A no-brainer to be paying David Wright $20 million a year when he's 37 years old. Okay, I'm sorry. Face of the franchise or not, that's not a no-brainer. I, I I do need a minute to think about that. No response. Okay. Okay. 
So the, so that's that's his take. His take is that the Mets, if the Mets, they can't win. If they are to sign David Wright and retain him for eight years, according to Adam Rubin, they've set the bar low. It's not some great achievement. Big deal. You signed your player. And if they let him go, what a disgrace. What a, ter- what a, what a ridiculous organization that lets their homegrown players leave. Uh, I mean, come on. How about this? Last year, the Mets did not make Jose Reyes an offer, and they were destroyed for not making an offer. Destroyed. This year, they have made David Wright an offer, and they're getting killed. At least for one. An offer. They made him at least right. one offer. But they, but they were killed for, first, not offering enough. Second, offering too much. Yep. One thing, I was in a, a good conversation with John Presser. Uh, who's a real good, real good uh, tweet guy, and he writes a blog, uh, and he's a he's a big Met and Jet fan. He writes a blog. He's really good, John. Maybe we'll have him on the show. Hopefully, he's uh, at Mets Jets Nets eighty eight, and uh, he said the only guarantee when it comes to the Mets. This was in response to what I wrote about the Mets fans being like Torquemada right now from History of the World Part One. You can't talk about <laughs> anything. The only guarantee when it comes to the Mets is that there will always be pissed off fans, always, regardless of any factors or any decisions made. That's the truth. Yeah, but it, but you know what? It's becoming like that for most fans now, certainly in the New York area. Yeah, but I think it's there is always going to be the segment that would rather just you know complain and air right. their grievances I rather think it's, than it's, it's obviously less for the Giants and the Yankees though because they've won. You know, I got to tell you though, I've seen a lot of, I saw a lot of giant fans that were complaining about the Giants on Sunday mm. early in the game. Right. Yeah. Like, but there's, I mean, there's giant fans. Come on, why can't you play a, can't you play a complete game for once? Yeah. You know, please give us sixty minutes for once. <laughs> like, wow, really? That's that's really. There are giant fans that still hate Eli Manning. Yeah. I mean, I just. All right, to, to, we didn't get to talk about the Knicks and the Nets, but I do want to talk about the Knicks next week, maybe, because they're yeah. really they're, they're they're that was a great game. I watched it yesterday. It was like a lot of fun, Brian. It was. Um, we'll get to it. We'll get to it next week. But. And I find myself, like I said, I find myself rooting for the Knicks, even though you know, still, I can't jump ship. I can't go to the Nets. Yeah, I think it's because of Brooke Lopez. You think? I have trouble watching Brooke Lopez. <laughs> I don't care for him. I like Deron Williams. I like uh, Joe Johnson. I like, you know, some of the guys on this team I like a lot. I do not like Brooke Lopez. But then watching Carmelo in that fourth quarter and Ray Felton, tough to, tough to watch. That once again became the, uh, wow, we're really doing this? We're just going to have Melo just dribble the ball? You know, aimlessly take on double teams, not pass out of them, and force up shots. We're gonna—that's what well, we're going. That's the offense we've drawn up. Well, when they didn't do that, it was uh, Raymond Felton taking ridiculously bad shots, doing his like best. Three impression. for eighteen. Yeah, he was—he uh, was three of nineteen, I think. Doing his best impression of John Starks. Right. <laughs> Tonight, the part of John Starks will be played by Raymond Felton. Felton. Uh, one quick thing on college football. <sighs> No, no, stop. Ugh. Notre Dame is a Notre Dame is a great story, and I and I, and I do want to talk about this maybe another time because I do want to do the fun load with PJ. Uh, but 
They have been – there was an article written about it, and I didn't get to read the whole article, but the premise is fascinating to me. Again, we're talking about fans, Bri. We're talking about sticking with a team. We're talking about fans sticking together. Notre Dame has been mediocre at best for 10 to 15 years. 10 to 15 years before this season, and they're all right there. Fans are all still there. You know, they've been through coaches. They've been through, uh, you know, they they had uh, – what's his name forced on them? You know, uh, Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. Uh, good offensive coordinator for the Jets next year, by the way. Um You know, the Charlie Weiss years, and it just, they stick together, and that was a fun game to watch the other night. I always have had a soft spot for USC. Um, And uh, did you just leave? Did you just do the uh, sexual chocolate? That's it? I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Cal got up from the table. No, no, no. What happens when when we talk about college football? This is what happens. (laughs) You storm out. Never see anything like it. No, I have a developing situation here. Just please continue. All right, sir. A dog situation? It is, it is a dog situation. Um, and, uh, we're going to handle this right on air. We're going to handle this. Here, just take take the wheel for about 30 seconds, please. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Um, yeah, the, the, watching that game, I've always had a soft spot for USC. I don't know why. I've always had a soft spot for USC football. And uh, probably because I never grew up with a football, uh, college football team. And so I've always – things always look good on the West Coast. UCLA, I always liked UCLA. And it was a really fun game to watch. It was a really good game to watch. Um, was that Notre Dame? Yeah, and, and uh, I found myself you know, initially rooting for USC, but then sort of uh, – and I've disliked – Notre Dame in the past, but getting sort of swept up in it, you know, getting sort of, uh, swept up in the Manti uh, phenomenon. Uh, that that guy can play. Can we get him? Oof. Oh, boy. He, I, don't know, I don't know who that is. You don't know the middle linebacker, the Hawaiian middle linebacker for uh, oh, yeah, well, yes, yes. for Notre Dame? I, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but... I believe it's uh, Manti Teo. Is that uh, is that am I saying that right? I feel like what about, why am I Johnny Carson right now? It's weird. I don't know why you're asking me though because I don't know who he is. I I, I wasn't even asking you. I looked to a oh. producer that's not here. I'm in my office <laughs> by myself, and yes, I like sir. I looked I looked off to my left as if uh, the producer was uh, going to clear that up for like like Bob like Gelb was there. Manti Tail. <laughs> M, uh, he is, oh man, junior. He looks Junior Seau esque. Now you could, now Cal, you could draft this kid and put him on Rob Gronkowski and watch the fun start. You want to, you want, you want to get somebody designed to stop the guys in your division. Draft this guy and just and just let him cover the tight ends. He's got seven picks, Cal. Playing linebacker, linebacker? seven picks. Wow. Oh, he's good. Yeah, we we want to get him. Um, but anyway, I enjoyed it. And now here's what kills me about college football. So now Notre Dame's in the national championship game. We'll see in seven weeks. <laughs> it's true. It's six, but still. Six weeks. I know. How is that going to be the best quality football game that it could just play it next week? These kids have finals. Give. Oh, Brian. They have tests to take. Yeah, yeah, that's it. 
They have other people to take tests for them <laughs> in the next six weeks. They have free tattoos to get. Yeah. I mean, that's how about that story? Ohio State goes 12-0. I know. And is, and is not bowl eligible. How about that? Yep. That's uh, Well, that's Urban Meyer. He's He runs a classy program. <laughs> he's, he's a good guy. Uh, well, he's, he's cleaning up Jim Tressel's mess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, just one last thing on the right, the David Wright stuff. Okay. Is so this Ken, leak breaking? Ken Rosenthal tweets about three hours ago. Mets Wright disappointed with inaccuracies, quote-unquote, in today's reports. Join the club. Updated column from Rosenthal. Wait, did he write join the club? He did, yeah. Wait, so... He wrote, Mets Wright disappointed with, quote-unquote, inaccuracies in today's reports, question mark? Join the club. Oh, so in other words, like... Right, he's disappointed, he's, too. He's disappointed, and now David Wright is joining Ken Rosenthal and being disappointed about right. the inaccuracies in his own negotiation. Correct. And, and wait, so somebody writes to Ken Rosenthal. Does any national MLB reporter, A, fact-check their stories prior to reporting, and B, have reliable sources? Apparently not. Which Mr. Rosenthal, of course, takes great offense to because right. it's Twitter. And because, heaven forbid, somebody criticizes Ken Rosenthal, Rosenthal writes him back, wrong and wrong again, and don't read us if you don't like it. <laughs> And then, of course, our friend, Howard Magdal, gets in on this conversation. Oh, sure. And says, hey, Ken, just so you know, I can't respond to DM when you don't follow me. No worries. Glad all is well. <laughs> uh, Ken Rosenthal, you stay classy. Good job. Great. He had a big day. He had a really good day. Was his bow tie spinning around in a circle was. as he was it reporting was. that? <laughs> You've got to read this report when you get a chance. Let's pray, Peach. Come back in here. Let's do the fun load. It's time. I'm going to read it after the fun load. Yeah. On Tuesday afternoon, I received... Oh, Ken Rosenthal. Just stop. Uh, you, guys like, you guys really like that Twitter now. It's it's you know what I have I'm getting to a love hate spot with it. No, I. I yeah. I am. Well, I, you I'm, might be at an OCD spot with it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I I I uh, I turned it off today. I had to turn it off at some point. Like I was just uh, like this is stupid. This is this is just dopey. I got along That's, perfectly well following sports without it for years. That's where I am with most uh, talk radio sports talk radio now. Believe it or not. Yeah. No. Oh, I not, a, not us. Can't. No. But I can't. I can't listen to. I have a lot of trouble listening to the fan. A lot. Yeah. I just. I listen. I listen to Francesca every now and then. But that's because really the all I listen to. Yeah. And, and the hosts. Yeah. <laughs> and those boys are on FM now too, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, stereo. You'll be happy to know, Bri, that in this article, uh, his updated article, Ken Rosenthal once again rips the Mets. Um, Wright has said repeatedly he wants to remain with the Mets' original team, but surely he also wants to win. And if I'm right, well, you're not, Ken. You're not even close. 
And if I'm well, right, I'm asking ownership, what else are you going to do to fix the club? Just know that if the Mets are actually offering Wright a monster extension, the only way he will say no is if he wants to hit the open market at the end of the season, which, for all anyone knows, might be his wish. So let me get this straight, Ken. We're just going to put out another article of pure speculation of what you think David Wright is thinking, and you're going to report it as fact. But it's even – but see, here's the thing. He got burned earlier today, so now he's really angry with the Mets. Yep. So he's he's going to – Bear his crosses. He's going to torch them. Yeah. Right. Who turns right? I mean, the team's six-year, hundred million offer to Wright was at least a starting point. Well, that's not what you said this morning, Ken. You said it was their final offer, matching the terms of Ryan Zimmerman and Evan Longoria extensions. The latter of which was announced Monday. Wright, who turns thirty on December twentieth, Zolan Zimmerman and Longoria, but perhaps the safest long-term bet. Why? Oh, well. Oh, well. Anyway, hey, Peach. What a good... Yeah, you like the Twitter. I do. Oh, boy. Oh, hey, guys. I, you know who I don't like? Ken Rosenthal. Go ahead. I happen to have Ken Rosenthal right here. <laughs> Bring him on. I would love, love to have the bow tie on the show. I would love to Is he to drinking apple cider vinegar by any chance? <laughs> he was. He <laughs> arrived on a flute. I was just going to say, did he come on a with float Shelby with Lynn and Adele? And the cast of Backyardigans. <laughs> and Jeff Lynn. He's, and actually, Jeff Lynn. he's actually reporting from the float with Shelby Lynn, Jeff Lynn, and the Backyardigans. That's That's, right. And the float sponsored by Alcoholics Anonymous, oddly enough. <laughs> that He's reporting from the float. He's tweeting from the float that the Mets are screwing up the David Wright contract extension. And in his opinion, David Wright wants to go to a winner. Okay, Ken. Anyway, uh, what I don't do you like got? any of that. I don't like. I don't hey, care. Hey, the holiday season is upon us. It is, and uh, it's it's exhausting. To me, it's exhausting, and here's why. I'm hearing from a lot of people for my expertise, but it's not expertise. But I guess I'm the guy who knows the most about the subject among this little group of people. So, like, friends, acquaintances, family, and some total strangers are emailing me and or, or, or calling me or just meeting me on the street, and they want my opinion, because like, I know so much about stereo equipment or musical instruments, and it's like I'm doing all of their holiday shopping for all of them. <laughs> like, hey, Pete, you know, my son plays drums. What's a good set of drums? Well, there's a lot of good set of drums. Well, can you do me a favor? I'm trying not to spend more than 600 bucks. Can you find me a set of drums? <laughs> sure, Mike. I'll find you a set of drums. <laughs> so now you're a, you're a personal music shopper. <laughs> For everyone. For everyone. Well, does this extend to other areas of your expertise? I mean, you're you're a pro at chocolate. I am a pro at chocolate, and I've already gotten a few questions about uh, <laughs> what what's good holiday chocolate. And you know, people uh, are aghast when I tell them that I don't I don't think that Godiva is good chocolate. I'm aghast. 
Are you a gas cow? And that starts the whole exhausting conversation of why. I don't know. I mean, in a nutshell, Godiva is inferior chocolate, fancy gold wrapping paper, and pretty good stuff inside the chocolate that really smells it. Wow. But they don't they don't put their time into the actual chocolate. And there goes the Godiva sponsorship. That's fine. I'm never what? sticking on that float. So right, we're about so to wait, 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 wait. We're about to lose Are, the live feed. So before we lose the live feed, go to www.rtusports.com. Check that out. And next week we're live from Blue Haven. Okay, we're into extra time. <laughs> you jerk. What? You're a jerk store. I was trying that to get is, through that. I'm doing. I'm tagging the show. You're good. You're you think this good. is easy? No. That's why I don't do it. No, it is easy, actually. <laughs> I just try to get into it. Yeah, it's quite simple. <laughs> any any talking monkey with a with a headset can really. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I run out of things to talk about. Your 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 expertise though spans so many weird, strange places. I will. They're all very gifty. Right. They're very gift category chocolate. How can how can Cal and I take advantage of this right now? Because the holiday season is upon us. We need to start shopping for our wives. Well, we, uh, we could talk about it. My, my my fun load question to you, it could be very short or not at all, is are you guys, do you guys consider yourselves experts in anything? Would ooh. you ever give advice? And uh, what are you going to buy for me? Gift <laughs> 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 advice? So like what what are what are our uh, what would our friends come to us for gift advice for? Yeah. Well, I Very know I know right off the bat I would call you uh and I may call you because my son is of the age where he wants to try out a whole bunch of different sports and I I would call you and say what's a good glove? What you know, what's a good starter bat? What sure. what's a good Football, because I mean, otherwise I would just buy the crap at the dollar store and then be disappointed with it. <laughs> dollar store. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, I I would probably classify myself uh, is somewhere. In, that's something that uh, people have asked me for gifts. How about you, Cal? Where 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 what are you getting called for? Nothing. Come on. <laughs> Stop. I. I listen. I am. I you know. I know a little bit about everything. I am not the go-to guy for anything. Believe me. <laughs> I, you don't I know am, anything, I, or just because I, you're off-putting? No, it's well. I am. <laughs> Are we going back to the P, PJ hates Cal? Does <laughs> I'm always wrong. That's not right. We go back to the, the oh, cow's always wrong in a year and a half. Come on, yeah, that was, cow's always wrong. That was a season two thing. But so is, that was so a Rachel and Ross thing. Again, I'm referencing right. 1993. Oh, cousin Oliver. <laughs> no, my, you know, I, I'm like, I would consider myself the, the epitome of like a utility guy. You're like a do you're a Rex Hudler. I'm kind of like I could do a little bit of everything, but I, but don't ask me to do anything for you because I'm not that good. You're a Bob Baylor. I'm like a yeah, like a yeah. Randy Velarde. Like a Randy Velarde. 
without the so, uh, steroids. So if I went to you and I said, Cal, I want yeah. to get my wife a beautiful tennis bracelet, what would you recommend? You got to go to Jared. You got to go to Jared. Jared? You go to Jared. Could they make it? Could they make a more Long Islandy sort of like commercial for? He went to Jared. Did you hear? He went to Jared. I went out of my way to not marry that girl. <laughs> um, I, Cal, I, I uh, Cal would tell you to go ask somebody else. Um, I probably would know the person to ask. That's where that's where my value lies. That's your expertise. You that's know you know where to point somebody. Right. I can't give you the answer, but I can certainly point you in the right direction. <laughs> that's okay. Well don't you you're okay. I can get that. Right. I get right. That's right. <laughs> it's yep. a think piece about a struggling up and coming band. Um You're the midnight date man. You're the commandant, Cal. Um What's uh, you know what? You have a, you have an you have an expertise in snack cakes. I might. I don't think I have the expertise PJ has, though. No, no. And yet, I think people would still come to me for that one. If people I, knew what your dad it. what your dad did for a living, they would come to you about snack cakes. Think oh. of how much stuff that's in your house or in Scott's house that were gifts that I was probably consulted on before they were bought. Scott being oh. my brother, uh, yes, absolutely. For those, a lot of those of you listening at home who may not know the familiar relations. Follow the thread. Right. Uh, yeah, so you can go into my brother's house. There are probably at least 10 to 15 items that you had a direct line to. Right. There's like stamps on them. <laughs> Inspected by PJ. <laughs> this gift idea by PJ. Right. <laughs> it's like his face. Right. It's a little stamp of his face. I think my only other... You know what? You, I would go to you for music... I would go to you for electronica. I have in the past. You 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 bought my whole stereo system back in the day when people had stereo systems. That's right. Uh, that's right. I was yes. I was. Consulted you were consulted. Deeply. That's right. You sent me to J and R and and told me exactly what to get. Uh, that's funny. You are a really go to guy. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. You know where I? <laughs> you know where I wouldn't? I wouldn't go. Where is it out? I wouldn't go to you on like uh not that I wouldn't go for you but like a bottle of wine. Oh, cuz I'd only recommend one. Right. Cuz I only drink one. Walk away. It's a Malbec walk away. <laughs> no, I, I drink one I, wine. I, I drink Malbec from Argentina and that's it. You're not a wine guy. I am going somewhere. I'm going to our our buddy Tom for that or that's an area. You know what? Anything, anything involving alcohol, I think you might want to call Tom. Yes, that's true. <laughs> In, including just getting together and drinking a bunch of it. Right. That's, that's also Tom's very good for that. Right. He's excellent for that. You know and what? I, I, you, I, you are a uh, uh, a facilitator. That's, you find that though that, that when it like comes to Christmas, you're you're asking opinions before you buy the gifts, though. Uh, or do you oh, just definitely. go out and do it? No, no, I I check with Sarah. Teresa's birthday is this uh, this weekend. Spoiler alert! Right, she's she's she's, she's not listening. Don't worry. Right, it's fine. Why well, don't you no. get her a clarinet? I got a good brand for you. The, the, <laughs> I could literally tell her my plans for the next ten years. There's no way she'll ever find out about it because there's, she doesn't listen to the show. Oh, come on. Um, that's okay. It's all right. Um, 
But I, I, I'm getting her a set of knives, new set of knives. See, I was gonna come to you with that. Ankle. That's not. That's that's. What what am I getting now? Ankle. Ankle knives. Ankle knives. Sure. What are ankle, ankle knives? Ankle knives. What's wrong with you? Give me a brand. Oh, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. The J H ankle. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm getting. Well, then you got my stamp of approval. I'm we getting a nice, sound effect. A nice stamp. To <laughs> jump. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> Approved, Bishop. To <laughs> jump. You're the fat Albert. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, hey. She's gonna like this on Christmas Day. <laughs> Why did Fat Albert have to rhyme? Fat like, Albert. What did it know? He he was the sage of the group. First of all, did anybody watch that cartoon? Every single yeah. one of my son watches it now. Still on? No, yeah. we get it on Netflix. Oh wow! He Dude. loves Fat Albert. Or yeah. Boomerang. Oh, it might be on Boomerang. You're right. Really? Yeah. Kids are still watching Fat Albert. It's retro is in. It was funny. Pretty meta, Cal. There was a a really groovy song in every episode. That's true. That's true. Midway through, they added the Brown Hornet. That's right. Wow. Speaking Speaking of Cousin Oliver... Mm-hmm. The Brown Hornet. Well, I don't know. Hornet. I don't know. Is that? Can you name the members of the Fat Albert Gang? No. I know Mushmouth. Mushmouth. That's about it. And Zelma. <laughs> you both. You both. And Rudy. Down on Mushmouth. And Rudy. Very good. Right. Rudy was yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. And Pee Wee maybe. Is there Weird a Harold. Weird Harold. Old Weird Old Weird Harold though was a Cosby. Stand, you know, like standby, right? See, because he talks about him and they talk about uh, Johnny on the pony. Mm-hmm. And old how he was so tall and skinny. He was the guy who used to get the football out of the gutter. Right. That was old weird how. What is there? Pee wee. Um. Who's the little guy? There, there is a pee wee little guy, but he's not. He's not the member of the group. You're like a teacher on Sunday. You got no class. That's Russell. <laughs> Russell. That's right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Who is Bill Cosby's little brother? Right. Right. You like a teacher? On, that's my favorite. That's the the one line I always remember. Like a teacher on Sunday. Oh, became the Sabbath Albert. <laughs> I do a mean mushmouth. Right. Who's the guy with the hat pulled down over his head? Mushmouth. That's mushmouth. No, that's Dumb so. Donald. That's Dumb Donald. Oh, Dumb Donald. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. We are really uh, we're taking it home. Bring the show home. Um, well, I I uh, I'm going to ask for your expertise. I just did on the knives. Thank you for that. Sure. And uh, will we see you live next week, Peach? I don't even know what that means. For the show, we're doing the live show. There's there's a chance. Okay, so it's, you're saying there's a chance. It's sixty forty. It's better than fifty fifty. Yes, mathematically, that's correct. <laughs> uh, well, we hope you. We hope signs that. of improving. How about that? 
That's fantastic. We hope That's you're better. there. Um, uh, but well, if well, not, who you have on the other side to constantly complain about the sound if it's not me? That's a good point. I know our friend Jay from the Yaya's is really looking forward to that. <laughs> the constant he, berating. He's actually really, <laughs> really hoping that you can be there, so you guys can do the sound together. Um, but uh, well, hopefully we'll, let's uh, let's wrap it up, boys. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. I feel good. Wrap it up. PJ, final unload. Final unload. I like the new way that they're doing the television seasons. Not everything starts in the fall. It goes away. There are new shows starting now at this time of year. And uh, they're some of my favorites. So I'm very glad that, like, Royal Pains is coming back and Psych will be coming back because I watch too much TV. Magnificent. Cal, final unload. Sounds like you watch too much of USA Network TV. Sponsored by USA. Hey, uh, Met fans, Jet fans, sports fans in general, let's take a step back. All right, let's take a couple plays off, as we like to say, and let's let sports be fun again, because a lot of the fun is being sucked out of it. Definitely. I, I second that emotion. And my final unload is... Uh, I was reading a piece. Marvin Miller died today. The old, uh, the guy who basically brought free agency to baseball and re, sort of redid how baseball is, redid the game. And uh, he passed away today at the age of 95. I read a really good piece by Keith Oberman that I strongly suggest uh, you read if you don't know who Marvin Miller is. Um, so check it out. Big, huge influence on the game. Maybe top three of all time on the modern game. And the reason we have uh, tweets from Ken Rosenthal about where David Wright or how much David Wright might sign for. All right. uh, That is it for us. We will see you next week. We will be live next Tuesday night from Blue Haven, NYC. So if you're in the New York City area, uh, Tuesday night at 8, come down, say hello, grab a beer. We'd love to see you. In the meantime, for Brian Calvi, I'm Steve Sampietro. And for PJ Cachopo. Good night, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Your tweets don't got much to say. <laughs>